Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Talk shoes. Recorded live. We all know that when we worry about the cares of life and the troubles of life, that they'll add no value to us. The scripture talks about that. It says worry adds no value to your life. I heard it said like this one time, worry is like sitting in a rocking chair. You have something to do, but you get nowhere. You just rock and rock and rock. You're doing something, but it's not getting you anywhere. Worry is not good for our life, and it needs to be contained. We need to learn to win the war over worry. You know, worry does change one thing. Worry changes your personality. It makes you frustrated, suspicious, cranky, miserable. Worry is not good for us. It changes who we are, and it causes us to miss the beauty of the moment and to be fruitful in our lives. It literally chokes us spiritually. Listen, do you remember when Jesus was at Mary and Martha's home? He was there to have a dinner and to fellowship with Mary and Martha and her brothers. He noticed something about Martha. It must have been in her personality because he said this to her. He said, Martha, Martha, you're anxious and troubled about so many things. See, he saw her moving around, doing a lot of stuff, but she wasn't fruitful in what she was doing. He wasn't discrediting that there were things to be done, but he was addressing how she was handling those things. He says, you're so anxious and so troubled. You know, I believe that when we're anxious and when we're troubled, we miss what's going on in our life right now. And I believe that's what he was trying to say to her. He was trying to say, you're allowing the day-to-day cares pull you away from me cause you to go in the wrong direction instead of pulling you close to me. He was showing us what worry and stress do. Now, on the other hand, Mary, her sister, she handled the situation differently. They were sisters. They lived in the same household. They basically had the same concerns. But Mary handled the day-to-day worries differently than her sister Martha. She did this. She stopped. She allowed Jesus to speak into her life. The Bible says she even lingered in his presence. She sat at his feet. See, she had things to do as well. But she knew the most fruitful thing she could do, the very best part of her day, was going to be spending it with Jesus. Because she knew somehow instinctively, if she could get that time with Jesus, then everything else would be okay. You see, these two sisters, they handled the cares of life differently. Paul tells us a little insight and a secret 
into this thing called worry. And he says it like this. He says in Philippians 4, 6, do not be anxious about anything. Don't be anxious about anything, but in everything by prayer and supplication, giving thanks to God, letting your request be made known. See, he didn't just say, hey, don't be anxious. He followed up with a practice that you and I can do every single day. He told us how to win the war on worry. He said, pray. He was basically saying, if you don't want to be anxious about anything, pray about everything. Turn your worry into prayer. Take your worry list and put it on your prayer list. See, we can talk to God about everything that concerns us. And that's exactly what prayer is. It's having a a conversation with God about the things that concern us. You see, prayer and worry can't coexist. They're opposites. So if we can take the worry and the anxiety of day to day and we can begin to offer it up with God and bring Him in the middle of our day-to-day challenges, it becomes a prayer. The stresses of life become less. We'll be like Mary. If I sit at the feet of Jesus, if I linger in His presence, then all the things that I have to do, all the things that are trying to pull me down are going to be easier. I'm going to be able to handle them because the rest of that scripture says, and the peace of God will guard your heart and mind. See, are you worrying? Are you praying? Are you living stressed out? Are you peaceful? You know, I have learned this, and I've been practicing this for a long time. When I feel myself, starting to think. Now, sometimes I like to use the word think instead of worry because I like to think my way through life. But really, you're not thinking your way through life. You're worrying your way through life. And Jesus didn't say don't think. Don't get me wrong. He wants us to use our intelligence. He wants us to be attentive to everything going on. He wants us to think. But he doesn't want us to worry. And sometimes that thinking can turn into worry. And when I feel that happening to me and I can feel myself getting anxious and frustrated and nothing seems to be right and and everything seems to be difficult, I imagine my cares. And I put them in this helium balloon that I've imagined and I put them in that helium balloon and I hold them out to God and I say, God, take, take this care. And as I see that balloon going up to heaven, I offer up a prayer and I say, thank you, God, that you can take care of anything in my life. You said that I can't change it by worrying, but I can change it by walking with you, by listening to you, by allowing you to direct my steps, to acknowledge you in this situation right now where I'm feeling frustrated. You said that you would direct my path and you would give me information. So I hold that balloon and I just release it to him in prayer. Now, can I tell you this? Sometimes I have a bouquet of balloons and I release them one by one. But that's okay. Because God doesn't want me to hold on to my worries myself. He says, I want to be part of everything that concerns you. You see, what I'm saying when I am releasing that balloon full of my cares to him, I'm saying my problems are small in comparison to my big God. 
Come on, big God. When we worry, you know what we might as well be saying? We might as well be saying, God, I got some big problems, and you're not big enough to take care of them. But when we invite him in, see, the Bible urges us, the scripture urges us to cast our care upon him because he cares for us. He cares for you today. Listen, it bothers him when you're worried. He wants to take that heavy load. He wants to come in, and he wants to help you figure it out. Like I said, he doesn't want you to shirk your responsibilities or quit using your intelligence. He's just saying, bring me in the middle of it. Let me be in the center of your life. Because when we don't, we literally choke our spiritual life. The parable of the sower in the book of Matthew talks about this. There was a farmer that was planting seed. That farmer represents God. It represents the seed that he plants and is trying to get in our life every single day so that it will spring up and it will be fruitful. But the parable talks about this one ground, and it was a thorny ground. And it said the cares of life sprung up as thorns and choked that seed out and made it unfruitful. It literally strangled the seed and made it non-productive. Do you know when we allow worry to choke out the things of God, we're not fruitful in the ways of God. God doesn't want us to live discouraged and frustrated. He doesn't want it to change who he's creating us to be, the light of the world, someone that people want to be around, someone that people want to talk to on the phone, someone that can speak a blessing in the midst of the day-to-day challenges. See, God is saying you're going to have challenges. There will be cares. There will be plenty of time for you to worry. But you have to wage war against worry because it's your enemy. It's not your friend. Listen, if we're going to walk in the freedom that Jesus came to give us, we're going to have to be like Mary. We're going to have to be pulled in the right direction, not in the wrong direction. Don't be pulled away because of the stresses of life. Be pulled to God with great peace and confidence that he can take care of anything that you have, any care, any concern. He already knows. Linger in his presence. Sit at his feet. Offer up the prayer with thanksgiving in your heart, saying, my problems are small compared to my great big God. Amen. Amen. He's an awesome God.
love that phrase, victors and not victims. Because, you know, in life it's easy to have a victim mentality. Look up, well, Joel, I got some water, I had this happen, I had a disappointment. But, you know, you got to remind yourself that God is still on the throne, that nothing that happens to us is a surprise to God. If it was going to keep you from your destiny, God would have never allowed it. Like I just prayed, if you'll keep the right attitude, God will not only bring you out, He'll bring you out better than you were before. Like Joseph, He will take what was meant for your harm and use it to your advantage. So I encourage you, you know, we all can find some reason to kind of, you know, have a chip on our shoulder, self-pity, why did this happen to me? But you've got to shake it off and say, you know what, I am not a victim, I am a victor. My God is still on the throne, He's bigger than this cancer, He's bigger than this disappointment. Whatever you're facing, listen, one touch of God's favor can turn it all around. And Jesus said, when you believe, all things are possible. So I ask us every service, let's be believers and not doubters. It's easy to go around, why God did this happen and all the other, but you know what? Take the man or woman of faith to say, you know what, I may have some difficulties, but I know this, if God be for me, who dare be against me? I know God has me in the palm of his hand. Let me tell you, God hasn't brought you this far to leave you. So whatever may be trying to stop you, sometimes it's good to look back and remember how God brought you through before. You know, if He did it for you once, He'll do it for you again. We're believers and not doubters here at Lakewood, but we're going to take a moment to pray. So if there's something that's heavy on your heart or you just want us to agree with you in prayer, we'd love to do it. During this next song, there'll be a prayer partner at the front of your section. Anyone's welcome to come down for prayer up top. There'll be prayer partners there as well. rest of you, you're welcome to be seated if you'd like. But we're going to continue to pray, continue to worship with a couple more songs. Those of you watching online, great to have you with us, listening live on Sirius XM Satellite Radio. Thanks for being there. We're going to be praying for you as well.
we're so blessed to spend this time together with you. Remember this, one touch of God's favor can turn any situation around. I believe right now he's breathing in your direction in a new way. It's not going to be a normal day. It's going to be an exceptional day. Get ready for God to do something new in your life. Go out with a big smile on your face, knowing that you've been equipped, empowered, and you are anointed. Request the resource this week. It's called Everyday Miracles. God knows how to turn situations around to get you to where you're supposed to be. I know it will encourage you in your faith. And it'll be something you can share with your loved ones as well. I love what the psalmist David said. He said, magnify the Lord with me. You know what? When you magnify God, when you make Him the biggest thing in your day, all your problems, all the situations that are trying to come against you will become small. So today, when you go out, remember, make God big. Know that He's on your side, and He's going to take care of you and fight every battle that you face. To request your copy of Everyday Miracles, visit us at joelosteen.com or call us toll-free. Maybe you've never accepted the Lord as your Savior. Why don't you pray with me today? Say, Lord Jesus, I repent of my sins. Come into my heart. I make you my Lord and Savior. Friend, if you prayed that simple prayer, we believe you got born again. Get in a good Bible-based church. Keep God first place. He's going to take you places that you've never dreamed. From New York Times best-selling authors Joel and Victoria Osteen comes their new devotional, Wake Up to Hope. We're excited about our new devotional called Wake Up to Hope. It's a great way to start the new day. You'll be inspired and encouraged to be your best each day. Start each morning setting your mind in the right direction with this new devotional, Wake Up to Hope. Now available at JoeLosteen.com. Tune in tomorrow morning for another broadcast of Wake Up to Hope with Joel and Victoria, right here, only on TBS. By His stripes, we are healed. God wants you well and living in divine health. May is healing month at TBN, and we want to pray for you and equip you to believe God for your healing. So in appreciation of your love gift to TBN, we will send you a new, powerful teaching series from Pastor Joseph Prince titled, Freely Receive Your Healing. The alive to those who find them and health to all their flesh. In this series, you'll discover the promise of divine health revealed in the New Covenant, how to receive your healing. We're also excited about the Healing Bible. This unique Bible is filled with study notes on healing and divine health, and it comes with a companion CD that helps you confess God's Word and declare His healing over you. All are yours this month for your love gift of $175 or more. As you read and declare God's healing promises, you'll find yourself engulfed in the healing presence of our Lord. Take a moment now to call 800-201-5200 or go online to tbn.org to request your copy of Freely Receive Your Healing for your gift of any amount or the Healing Bible and CD along with Joseph Prince's teaching series for your gift of $175 or more or write us at TBN. Post Office Box A, Santa Ana, California, 92711. Let's believe God for our healing and health. Call, click, or write today. Make a difference in someone else's life. Let me encourage you. Be generous. Let me encourage you. Give a prophetic gift, a, a gift that declares that Jesus is alive. 
a gift that, that declares that Jesus has purpose and destiny for every lost person. Today, as you're listening to me, I encourage you, hear from the Lord and respond to Him. And let's see and partner and come into agreement and see what God can do with our gifts together to empower this ministry to change the world for Jesus. Let's do it together. Up next, watch Joseph Prince proclaiming the gospel of grace on TBN. This is TBN, part of the Trinity Broadcasting family of networks, celebrating 42 years of God's miracles. program is sponsored by the friends and partners of Joseph Prince Ministries. Today with Joseph Prince. One of the best thoughts to have while you're shutting down your eyes to sleep at night is to have this thought, the Lord is my shepherd. I will not lack. I will not lack for healing. I will not lack for provision. So not like for peace, then go to sleep. You are not your own righteousness. The Lord is your righteousness. You don't have it all together, but hey, the Lord is your righteousness. And the more you believe that, when you believe right, you will live right. Weighed down by challenges and frustrations each day, God has provided you a better way to live. What is the land of Canaan for the believer today? What is the land flowing in milk and honey for you and I today? Our inheritance today is not a physical land. Our inheritance is rest. Today, as a thank you for your gift of any amount to the ministry, we will send you Joseph's latest three-CD audio series, Remain at Rest and Receive God's Best. You can also request Joseph's latest two-DVD album, Possessing Our Possessions, and discover how you can step boldly into your inheritance in Christ. This collection includes the brand-new two-DVD album, Boldly Ask, Boldly Receive. To order these resources, call us toll-free at 1-877-901-4300 or visit us at josephprince.org today. To have Pastor Joseph Prince back with us again, he was, Pastor Joseph, I don't have to tell you, but he's a great minister, he has a great word for this generation, and he's, uh, he's just been a friend to our family, he came a couple of years ago for the first time to America, coming to America, right here at Lakewood Church, we had Pastor Joseph, and uh, not only a great minister, but he's a great friend, he, he, as you know, he pastors a a magnificent church over there in Singapore. They built a beautiful new sanctuary. So we just feel privileged to have him back. If you want to come back and be with us tomorrow, he'll be speaking at 8.30 and 11. We'd love to have you back if you can, but we're just blessed to have you here this time. But, you know, I think about last time, he mentioned that he thought he might be a little bit better looking than me, but uh, just in case he mentioned that, just remember, he walks by faith and not by sight. So... Come on, let's all stand together and give Pastor Joseph Prince a great Lakewood welcome. <laughs> all right. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Hey, 
let's double up on that shout to the one that really, really matters. The one who brought us all together. He gave his life for us. Come on, church. Shout your praises to him. Thank you, Lord. We are gathered unto you, Lord. Have your way, Lord. Heal. Deliver. Set together, Lord. Make whole. Give breakthroughs, Lord. Set your people free. In the name of the Lord Jesus. As your word goes forth, Lord. Amen. Amen. And Lord, I forgive Pastor Joel for saying what he said just now, Father. Continue to prosper his looks, Father. Make him look so much better than me, Father. In Jesus' name. Thank you, Father. Hallelujah. You may be seated. It's so good to be back home. This is home. I, I always feel at home, and I don't say that lightly. There's just an atmosphere you know, of people of the same tribe. One Israel, 12 tribes. But tonight, we are all from the same tribe. Hope and grace and the love of God. Amen? And you, you people are amazing because uh, on my way here, it was raining, and you all went through the rain. Amen? Just to be in the house of God to receive the word. And I believe you're going to receive something special. I don't want to give you milk. I want to give you meaty stuff, okay? Is that okay? Praise the Lord. So you relax in the presence of the Lord, enjoy His love. And uh, one of the beautiful things about New Testament preaching is that you don't have to wait to apply all the steps before you see the breakthrough, before you see the miracle. The Bible says it has pleased God that by the foolishness of preaching, to save, to heal, to deliver those who listen. While the word is going forth, God is so sowing you. Expect the miracle to happen as the word goes forth. And many a times in, in, in my ministry, we have testimonies of people who keep on hearing the word, and they don't have to apply anything, just listening to the word. There's power in hearing the word of God. In the original text, Romans 10, 17 says, Faith cometh by hearing, and hearing by the word of Christ. It's not theos, it is crystal. It is the word of Christ. It's always the Lord Jesus Christ. Hearing about him that brings the miracles. That woman of the issue of blood, her miracle began when she heard of Jesus. That's how miracles start. If you want a miracle to happen in the lives of your loved ones, your children, amen, always open your mouth and start talking about Jesus. Let's talk about Jesus. The King of kings is He. The Lord of lords supreme throughout eternity. Great things happen when you talk about Jesus. You don't know how to preach. You don't have to have a degree. You don't have to have a diploma in theology or whatever. Just start talking about Jesus. Share your testimony. Amen. Amen, people. He's here tonight. As the word goes forth, God sows those. It, it has pleased God that by, by the foolishness of preaching to save, and the word save there is sows those, to heal, to deliver, to make whole. This is his delivery system.
Amen. Now notice it doesn't say it's by the, it has pleased God by the foolishness of preachers, but by the foolishness of preaching. God says just by talking, people are saved. But make sure the subject is all about Jesus. Amen. And what we are in Him, what He has done for us, the finished work. Amen. You know, folks, once you are saved, you are eternally saved. You cannot unsave yourself. You ask for it. When you got saved, you are eternally saved. You see, people sin because they are sinners. They don't become sinners because they sin. The Bible says by one man's disobedience, we are all made sinners. Amen? By the same token, by the obedience of one man, hallelujah, we are all made righteous. Now, when we were sinners, we could not undo our sinnership by doing right. Isn't that what we preachers tell people? Isn't it what the Bible says? That no matter what good you do, if you're a sinner, you're still a sinner. Whatever good do, a deed you, you do cannot, un, cannot change the fact that you are a sinner. You need to be born again. Now, what makes us think for one moment that now that we are saved by one man's obedience, by an act of sin, we have now become unrighteous again? I mean, something is wrong when we can undo the work of Jesus, when, when sinners cannot undo the work of Adam. We have a higher regard for Adam than the last Adam. Come on, my friend, the Son of God. His work is forever. By one man's obedience, we are made righteous. It is not by your obedience, it is not by my obedience, but by the obedience of that one man, we are made righteous. Amen. Read up on Romans 4, Romans 5. And have a revelation. It's not about you. It's not about me. It's about Jesus. Amen. It is amazing. It's like we cannot undo what Adam did. By Adam's disobedience, we are all made sinners. That's why in, in heaven one day, Adam will have a special area. All right, His house is high sentry guard, you know, with angels and all that. Because everybody is looking for him. He brought all this mess on us. Right? <laughs> No, no, heaven is a beautiful place. We will we'll forgive Adam. But by Adam's sin, by Adam's disobedience, we are all made sinners. So we sin because we are sinners. We are sinners because of Adam's sin. Amen. Now that we are saved by one man's obedience, how are you and I made righteous? By one man's obedience. By one man's obedience, we are made righteous. Now, when we sin and we... Come on, folks. I'm not encouraging people to sin. All right? But you will sin. When you sin, what do you believe? Do you believe that by your act of sin, you have become unrighteous? Then what we are saying in essence is that what Adam did is greater than what Jesus did, the last Adam. So you know something? Once you are saved... You are permanently and eternally righteous. Now, does that promote sin? No, it doesn't. It's the opposite. Let me read to you a testimony of someone from America. She's from Michigan. 
And she wrote this, and it's in one of my books. I've been a Christian for most of my life until I started listening to Pastor Joseph Prince. But until I started listening to him teach about God's grace, I never understood what true forgiveness of all my past, present, and future sins really meant. Before I heard the message of grace, a cloud of guilt and condemnation always hung over me. It robbed me of having any peace, even though I believed in God and believed I was forgiven. I was also addicted to drugs, alcohol, and cigarettes for many years. I knew what I was doing was wrong, but I could not free myself from my addictions, even though I kept trying to. However, after listening to Pastor Prince's many messages on God's grace, I began to see changes in my life. Now, not only have I been delivered from alcohol, drugs, and cigarettes, I also have the peace of mind as well as joy and contentment I never thought was possible. <laughs> Hallelujah, Lord. Pastor Prince, I'm in total agreement. Listen, I'm in total agreement with what you teach, that if people knew about God's grace, they wouldn't want to sin. Because that's been so true of my life. Today, I'm happy to say that I live in constant, continual peace. I wish that every pastor in America can hear this. Every preacher can hear this. It's almost like when someone preaches the law, the devil doesn't put up a hedge. When somebody preaches on grace, the devil put up all kinds of hedges. Be careful of that message. When somebody sins in a, in a, in a church of grace and hope, they will say, it's the message they are preaching. But when somebody sins in a legalistic church where the law is being preached, nobody says the law. We've been hoodwinked. The devil never appears more subtle, more cunning than when he approaches you as an angel of light, as a religious devil. Are you listening, people? Today, I'm happy to say that I live in constant, continual peace, and I can, be, I can begin to tell you how good it feels to be sober and completely off drugs and alcohol. Before this had happened, I thought I would die a drunk and a drug addict. I have truly been changed and transformed from the inside out. My thinking has been totally transformed, and I've since let go of unforgiveness, a bondage that almost destroyed me completely. I just couldn't figure out how to totally let go until I experienced God's grace in my own life. Please continue to teach God's grace. I will. I know that many other lives will be changed as a result. For if God will make this miraculous change in my life, He can do it for anyone. Come on, church. Hallelujah! Hey, 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 hey! Now, it doesn't mean you're perfect. Once you're born again, you've been made righteous in the eyes of God forever. You will fail. You will fall here and there. But, you know, when Noah fell in the ark, there were times that the storm was a little bit tumultuous and the ark might rock a little bit more. He might lose his balance, but he always fell in the ark. He never fell out the ark. You're safe. Rest in his love. Amen? Praise the Lord. Oh, all that was free. Okay, that's not my message. I want, to share, I want to teach you some Hebrew tonight. Is it okay? I want to teach you some Hebrew. You all love Hebrew? Well, I don't know, Pastor Prince. You know, my wife, she brews coffee and he brews tea. But I love... No, Hebrew. The language. All over the world, there's a 
great revolution happening all over the world. It, it, is, it is like a flood tide. There's a prophecy in Jeremiah. Jeremiah mentioned about the end times, our times, when God will bring... Let's read that. Jeremiah 23. But I will gather the remnant of my flock out of all countries. Now, Prophet Jeremiah prophesied at the time when Israel went in captivity to only one nation, Babylon. But he says they'll come back from out of all countries. It's our day and age. In France alone, the Jewish population numbers about more than 550,000 people. Third largest in the world after Israel and the U.S. In the last five years alone, in the last five years, more than 20,000 French Jews have made Aliyah, or Jewish immigration, back to Israel. Amen. Most of them young people and families. So we are seeing this fulfilled. Something's going to happen during this time. And God says, when I bring them back out of all countries where I've driven them, and I bring them back to their folds, and they shall be fruitful and increase. I will set up shepherds over them who will feed them, not beat them. Smiling shepherds that represent grace and hope. Amen. Good-looking ones. One better than the other. We've been told that, so i got to believe it. You know, I, I tell you something. I'd rather walk by faith than walk by sight. I'm telling you that. It's a safe place. It's a safe place to be. When God brings the Jewish people back from all the countries of the world, this is going to happen. I will set up shepherds over them who will feed them, and three things will happen to the people of God. Number one, they shall fear no more. They shall fear no more. Fear is such a, it's become a culture. Even in this nation, people are afraid to travel. People are afraid, you know, fear, that, I think it was one of your presidents that said, there's nothing to fear but fear itself. You know, we talk about all the big sins, but in the book of Revelation, those that wind up in hell, the first group are the fearful and unbelieving. Friend, I'm here to tell you, when you receive right feeding like you, you receive in this house, the people will fear no more. Amen. The next thing, that's the first result, nor be discouraged or dismayed. That's the second thing. They will not be discouraged. The third thing, nor shall they be lacking. Amen. They will prosper. They will not be lacking for the Lord is their shepherd. They shall not lack. Amen. You know, one of the best thoughts to have while you're shutting down your eyes to sleep at night is to have this thought, the Lord is my shepherd. I will not lack. I will not lack for healing. I will not lack for provision. I will not lack for peace. Then go to sleep. But not now, okay? Now, this shepherd, God can raise up these shepherds during the grace revolution. Now, I'm getting ahead of myself, but I'm telling you, this passage tells you what's going to happen when it's going to happen, when God brings all the Jewish people out of all the countries of the earth, and He tells you He's going to raise up shepherds. He's doing it right now. Praise God. Amen. I mean, Joel and I almost came out from nowhere. Amen. And we are only one of few of an army of shepherds that feed and not beat. Amen. And the three things are going to happen to the flock, and after that, the Bible tells us, 
the message that will be preached during this time. The days are coming, says the Lord, are raised to David a branch of righteousness. Now look at verse 6. In his days Judah will be saved, Israel will dwell safely. Now this is his name by which he will be called. The Lord our righteousness. Jehovah Sitkenu. That's the message that will feed the people, that will cause them to fear no more, nor be discouraged, nor be lacking. You are not your own righteousness. The Lord is your righteousness. You don't have it all together, but hey, the Lord is your righteousness. And the more you believe that, when you believe right, you will live right. Amen. The message of Jehovah Sitkenu, the Lord our righteousness, means you are not your own righteousness. Can I have a good amen? Then it tells you this is the message that the shepherds will feed the people with. This is the message of the hour, the message of hope, the message of grace. It's amazing some people will fight you for preaching hope and grace. Amen. I I cannot understand that. It is almost like there's a veil over their eyes. You know, dead orthodoxy, but how many people are they getting saved? With all your correct doctrine, how many are responding to Jesus at your preaching? In this house, the ministry of Joel Osteen has people that are more than 50% tuning in who are not churchgoers, who are not born-again people, tuning in, tuning in, and all they know that God is a good God. And they see it on the reflection of the handsome face. This won't go off easy. It's like the mercy of God. It might just be gone forever. <laughs> Look at this. The Lord our righteous. This is the name by which he'll be called. And then it tells you when it's going to happen again. Therefore, behold, the days are coming, says the Lord, that they shall no longer say as the Lord lives who brought the children of Israel from the land of Egypt. Remember Moses? Charlton? Moses. And Charlton Heston. God says, this, this exodus is going to be such, it will eclipse the one from Egypt. It's our day and age. And it says, but they will no longer say that, but they will say, as the Lord lives who brought up and led the descendants of the house of Israel from the north country, that's Russia, and from all the countries like France, where I had driven them, and they shall dwell in their own land. It tells you when it's going to happen. It tells you what will be the result. Amen. The people will fear no more, nor be discouraged, nor be lacking. And it tells you what is the message that we preach during this time. So this message, this grace revolution is not an accident. It is part of the plan of God. Amen. And God is so serious about it. I'm not teach you about Hebrew tonight. It looks like uh, you may have to come back tomorrow. We'll see how it goes. All right, because I'm just, I just want to follow the spirit here. The gospel of grace is such that God puts a double curse on anyone who, who preaches another gospel. Look at what Galatians tells us. Paul, Paul says this in Galatians, I marvel. Now, this marvel is not Marvel Comics. I'm shocked. I'm surprised that you are turning away so soon from him who called you in the grace of Christ to a different gospel. Notice the grace of Christ to a different gospel. What is a different gospel? Anything that's not the grace of Christ. 
I marvel you're turning away. Paul says, I, I, I'm shocked that you're turning away so soon from him who called you in the grace of Christ to a different gospel. Anything that's not the grace of Christ is a different gospel. Thank you for tuning in to our broadcast. You have watched highlights of a sermon by Joseph Prince. To order an audio CD of the full sermon, which is approximately 60 minutes long, call the toll-free number at 1-877-901-4300 or log on to josephprince.org now. Next on Joseph Prince. Let me tell you this. The Apostle Paul in Acts 20 says, God sent me to preach repentance towards God and faith towards our Lord Jesus Christ. Notice repentance towards God. What is repentance towards God? Change, repentance is the word metanoia, change your mind towards God. You used to think that God is against you. Now you know God is for you. Weighed down by challenges and frustrations each day, God has provided you a better way to live. What is the land of Canaan for the believer today? What is the land flowing in milk and honey for you and I today? Our inheritance today is not a physical land. Our inheritance is rest. Today, as a thank you for your gift of any amount to the ministry, we will send you Joseph's latest three-CD audio series, Remain at Rest and Receive God's Best. You can also request Joseph's latest two-DVD album, Possessing Our Possessions. Learn how you can have a different spirit, one of faith that looks at your challenges as bread to strengthen and increase you. This collection includes the brand new two DVD album, Boldly Ask, Boldly Receive. Let Joseph establish you in Bible truths about prayer and expose wrong beliefs that have held believers back from a restful yet powerful prayer life. To order these resources, call us toll-free at 1-877-901-4300 or visit us at josephprince.org today. Today, Wendy and I just want to extend our deepest appreciation to all our Grace Revolution partners that make this broadcast possible. We want to thank you personally for your generous financial support in helping us to proclaim the gospel of grace around the world. Your partnerships also help to support the various humanitarian initiatives that we are involved in, from fighting against human trafficking to sponsoring children in Asia. From the very bottom of our hearts, we thank you for being a Grace Revolution partner and making a difference in the world today. God bless you. Dear friends, together we can impact the world for Jesus. Partner with us and be part of this exciting grace revolution. Call us toll free at 1-877-901-4300 or visit us at josephprince.org slash partner today. You can enjoy provision, protection, and unshakable peace today when you receive the gift of righteousness that Jesus has made forever yours. For a specific gift, receive Joseph's latest three-CD audio series, Forever Yours. Find out how you can enjoy every blessing in Christ. For more information on how to order this resource, call us toll-free at 1-877-901-4300 or visit us at josephprince.org today. Joseph Prince Ministries is a Section 501c3 nonprofit organization, and your gift is tax deductible for the amount that exceeds any fair market value of the materials you receive from us. 
Joseph Prince Ministries believes that your tithes belong to your local church. Your donations to the ministry are received as offerings to support the preaching of the gospel of grace, as well as the ministry's humanitarian outreaches. The preceding paid program was sponsored by the friends and partners of Joseph Prince Ministries. Imagine yourself in Orlando. Imagine yourself in a completely different world. Ancient cultures unveiled. Mysteries explained. And timeless truths revealed. The Holy Land experience in Orlando, Florida. Imagine.
sure if the song was over or if it was just a cutting out. Well, what was happening? What was happening? Good morning, everybody. Okay. Are we there, everybody? Of course they are hot. I know, right? Okay. Arthur, you there, sir? I think he might be his last day, so he might not be there. Oh, wow. Okay. Okay, so maybe maybe we we are the um we're the chosen ones. We are the chosen ones. Okay, all right, well that's so lovely. All right, if there's anyone who may be on mute, anyone who may be on mute, please speak now so I can put you in the opening rotation. Okay, we all right. No, that's all right. Okay. Uh wanna open this up in prayer then, Brother Pastor? Hmm? I know you got a good one this morning. <laughs> ah. I feel like you got a good one this morning. Hmm. Sound like Brother Richardson, was that him? Yeah, it sounds like it like the car. Yes, Some, yes it is. I, yes, it I is. knew it. <laughs> Isn't it funny? That's how we know, because we hear your, the wind in your windows. That's how we know uh, <laughs> why you're driving. I just heard you got in the car. I just got, on, got in the car. Look what is time it right? is. I haven't even got no Uh-oh. interstate. You running real late. I don't care. This is bad. This is good. I don't know what I talk about. You know, it's sad to get in that bad mood right now. But right now, I, my 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 spirits and the morale of going to this school is very very low. Uh, I had the board meeting last night, and uh, then the one of the, our representative from, from our district asked because we had a lot of community leaders, parents, and students and stuff that wanted to speak up on behalf of Mr. Lomsey. They have okay. they cast a vote, and they voted, and they got a four to three vote, which means that in favor of us, they okay. would not allow the kids to speak because all the parents, all the community, all the teachers to speak because of simple fact. They say it had to be a five to three vote. I'm like, yeah, what democratic system does that happen? The majority rules. They mm. would not allow those kids to see, and those kids cry like babies. And, you know, and, and it hurt me to see them be hurt. And it, it hurt me to even see his wife and his children be hurt. But as I told her, I said, be of good courage because God still got this. It ain't over yet. Uh-oh. But with all that said, you know, we're going to stand and we're going to stand on the promise of a God and we're going to watch God prevail and let God give the victory in all this situation. You might not bring him back there, but you're going you're gonna to elevate him and, and take him even higher. So we, I don't know how the outcome, the principle, the principle. 
Uh-huh. He's been the principal for 14 years. And my oh, thing is, how could you come? How can't you come and remove a principal from a non-selling school? Because our school is not a selling school. It hasn't been. Mm-hmm. And then you go to sit there and take his job, and he has no complaints against him or nothing. And actually, this man here is so into what he does and to his students where he actually goes into his pocket and he pays. And this is nothing that I heard. This is what I know because... When one of when one of his one of his Hispanic guys didn't have money to go on our trip that we took to Atlanta, mm-hmm. this man went down there and paid the hundred seventy five dollars for him for the prom. Wow. He went and paid the with the two hundred something dollars to rent the talks. You know, and wow. all his fees. And not just for him, but he's done it for so many others. But God can still see what he is doing. I think God is pleased. So he's he's gonna be exalted even more in the in the presence of his enemies. Because God got us, I feel God has his arms around, but I'm still standing in the gap. Dear most gracious Heavenly Father, Lord God, we just come, Lord God, with a heart of joy, with a heart of thanksgiving, with a heart, Lord God, to just lift up your holy, your righteous name. We give reverence to you, Lord God, the great I am, Lord God, in our times of troubles, Lord God. Even though our hearts may be heavy, our hearts may be bowed down, some hearts may be bowed down, Lord God. We know that you are the lifter of our heads. We thank you, O oh God, that we are able to come together, Lord, to seek and to petition the thrones of heaven, Lord God, for on behalf of those who know not that we are praying for them, as well as for ourselves and our families. Father God, we ask that you cover us and keep us throughout this day. Father God, I just give thanks to you, Lord God, that you are taking me to my job, Lord God, for the last day of this 2015-2016 school year, Lord God. Lord God, with expectancy, knowing that you're going to move mightily within that system, within the builders, and with the hearts of man. Father God, you know the hearts of man, and only you can change the hearts of man. Father God, even as I'm reminded in, in Proverbs 20 and 19, Lord God, where you says that the the, 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 the plans of the counsel of a man, the hearts, the plans of a man hearts belongs to man, but the, but the counsel comes from you, Lord God. So, Father God, although we may see things one way, we may desire for them to go that way, but, Lord God, it's you ultimately who has the final decision. Father God, we thank you, Lord God, for bringing us together, Lord God, as one member, as, as many as many members into one body, Lord God, to worship your your glorious name. Father God, we ask that you would just let your power flow through Felicia as she brings the message, Lisa, this morning as she brings the message this morning, Lord God. Let her speak with boldness, Lord God. Let her speak, speak, Lord, with the words that you have given her. Lord God, use her mouth, Lord God, as a mouthpiece for you, Lord God, that she will speak a raving word into our spirits, Lord God, to lift down, bow down heads, Lord God, to lift heavy hearts, Lord God, to wherever it is that you plan for it to do, let it accomplish and do that which you have caused it to do. We thank you, O Heavenly Father, Lord God, that we could come and ask for grace and mercy, Lord God, and forgiveness of our many shortcomings, because each and every day we fall short of your grace and your mercy, Lord God, but yet your love is still towards man. Lord God, and towards our heart's desire. So, Father God, we ask that you align our path, our footsteps up with your will and your way. Lord God, lead us in the path you will have us to go. Cover each and every one of us on this call, Lord, and bless abundantly and so that we can give you glory and the praise, Lord God. Let God arise and let our enemies be scattered right now, Lord God. Scatter them as far as the east of the west that they would not come near us, Lord God. 
so we can just do the will that you have called us to do. Father, let us continue to be not weary in well-doing, but if so we know in due season, Lord God, we're going to reap the harvest, Lord God, if we faint not. So each and every day, Lord God, we're going about trying to gather up the harvest while it is day, while it is harvest time, because you're calling for laborers in your vineyard, your Lord God. We are husbandry, Lord God, trying to till this land, this soil, Lord God, of this earth so that we can bring forth much fruit, Lord God. We are laborers, Lord God, trying to bring and compel man to that you that you are God and God alone, and that you are the author and the finisher of our faith. You are Alpha Omega, the beginning and the end. Lord God, let your peace be upon us and throughout this day. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. 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 Gracious and Heavenly Father, we come before you this morning. We come before you in the spirit of humble thanksgiving. We come before you just thinking that you have seen fit, that you have seen fit for us to see another day. That when we went to bed last night, it was not promised that we were going to wake up this morning, but you saw fit for us to, to be amongst the land of the living this morning. And we just thank you so much for that. We thank you that we awoke and all was as well as it is. Things may not be the way we want them to be. Maybe things are not perfect in our eyes and we may still have struggles. We may still have challenges, but we are here. And that's something that a lot of people cannot say. We thank you that such as it is that we are able to provide for our families that we are able to share with our loved ones once again, and we are able to to be on this line and that we are able to share and to care and uplift and uphold one another, that we are able to pray together and learn together and, and laugh together. And we just thank you for this family. We thank you for the family, the family. The family is on this prayer line. There's so many prayer lines where the people, um, there's, you know, they, they're on the line, but there's, there's not really a sense of family. And so we just thank you that there is a comfort level here, that everybody feels comfortable, that, that we all are really filled when we get on this line and that it is doing uh, what it is that you would have for us to do. And in that, we ask that you just continue to bless it, that you continue to bless each of us as individuals, that you just continue to bless the ministry that is going on on this line, Prayer Shifting Ministries. We just ask that you continue to work individually in each and every one of our lives as you move us as individuals to our own unique and special destinies. And we just ask that you just continue to provide a way for us to fellowship with one another, for us to share with one another, for us to meet together on the phone so that we can continue to let one another know to be encouraged and that we are here as a family. And today, as the lesson moves forward and as the prayers move forward and as the testimonies and the sharing move forward, we just ask that you just have your way. You know the big picture. You know where it is that you want this call to go today and every day. And so whatever that is, Whatever that is, because our finiteness, we just don't, we don't know. We don't see everything that you see. So even if what is to happen, even if what the picture is is different from what we know or what we think it is, we just ask you to have your way 
and just move it in that direction. Uh, we just ask that you anoint our lips, anoint our mouths, so that we say whatever it is that you would have for us to say, so that what is said will be for your glory and will be for the edification of someone else's soul. We ask that whatever it is that our eyes behold, if some of us are traveling and some of us may be in our homes, wherever we are, we ask that whatever our eyes behold, that it be um, for your edification so that whatever we see can be transformed and translated on our lips um, and so that we can share what it is that you would have for us to share from that. And we just ask that you anoint our ears so that what we hear, what we hear is spiritual and that whatever the words are that are said, that you will take them and that you will touch them spiritually so that our spiritual ears hear what it is that we are to hear to push us to our purpose. And and this morning I just I just ask that um that you just give us courage. Give us courage, God, because we know that the tighter that we get and the more unrelenting that we get, the more uncompromising that we are in terms of your word, in terms of our walk, in terms of our sense of family with one another, in terms of our upliftment and edification of one another, the more uncompromising and the more unrelenting that we are with that, the enemy just attacks and attacks and attacks and attacks and attacks. And we know that wherever there is good, there is always evil present. So we just ask that you just continue to stir us up. Do not let us turn back no matter what. We have Sister Felicia right now who is breaking through and she's having plumbing issues at her house. And so she can't be on the line today. We have other people who um, I've invited who wanted to be on the line today who are having issues and can't be on the line. We know that that is nothing but the work of the enemy because we know the movement that goes on on this line. So we just ask that you cover and that you shield, that you cover and that you shield, and not only that you do it, but that you continue to give us the power to do it ourselves that you continue to give us the, the strength and the courage to, to shield ourselves from attack, that you continue to give us the knowledge and the wisdom and the understanding to know what to do and how to shield ourselves, and that you continue to give us your power to do so, to withstand attacks of the enemy and to be on the offensive because without you, we cannot do it. We cannot do it. We need your power. And so I just ask personally that you just anoint my lips. Tell me what it is that you want me to say, even if it's different from what I have prepared. Give me the discernment to walk in obedience, to know the difference between what I want and what you want, to take me out and fill me with you. In Jesus' name, amen. Anybody else?
do as you require him to do, Lord. Let Arthur begin to step out and do that which you called him to do. He will lay hands on that man of God and impart to him a spirit of knowledge, wisdom, understanding, how and might and power. He will lay hands on that man of God and speak life into his dead situation. He will lay hands on that man of God and the anointing of God will begin to flow through Arthur into him so that man of God can begin to rise up and go into the position that you called him to be, Lord. Because there's a position in his in your body that you want him to begin to walk in, Lord. There's a position that you are calling him. Son, I need you over here. So you can begin to walk in the fullness of who I made you to be. So free. Man of God, oh, shut it up. Yeah. not, but trust in me, says the Lord. Oh, shut it up. Oh, Father God, we just give you the praise and the glory, Lord. Mm-mm-mm. We glorify your name, Lord. Oh, yes, yes, yes. And you are divinely changing every situation and circumstance. Mm. Everything, Lord. Shut it up. So this can begin to occur, Lord, so he can begin to rise up and to move out on where you called him to be. Oh, Father God, what the devil meant for bad, God is turning it around for good, and he's going to get the glory. Come on now. Shut up. Thank you, Lord. We praise your holy name. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Yeah. 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 Thank yeah. you, God. Yeah. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Yeah. I don't know what the family is, but that has been in my heart to do. Oh, really? Oh, wow. It's been in my heart for a couple of days now, and I was afraid that he would reject it. But then again, his, his, your the assistant principal is a pastor, okay. and he's oh, an Omega as well. And so, mm. and I, 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 thank you, Lord God. I'm going to go mm. to him. I'm, I, 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 this is a channel. Thank you, Lord God. That's the channel to get to him. Mm-hmm. That's the channel. That's the channel to get to him. Mm. That's the channel to get to him. Yes, 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 Lord God. Thank you, Lord God, for the, yeah. for the revealing, Lord God, of how to go about doing your business. Right. Thank you, God, for just showing and using Sam's mouthpiece so that you can speak to me how to get to him. Mm. Father God, because I did not know how. Mm. Thank you, God. Thank you, mm. Lord. Mm. Mm. Thank you in the name of Jesus. Yes, 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 yes. And, you know, you spoke to somebody about a business, and that family does have a, a funeral, and it has been around for a long time. I don't know how active he has been in, in that business, but, yeah, 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 yeah. And it might need to be revived. <laughs> okay. <laughs> you see what I'm saying? And so the Lord might be using him in that way, too, but still to say, you know, either way, by him being tenured, he will have a job. He may not mm-hmm. be where he wants to be, but right, he right, will right. have a job, you know. Yeah. But thank you, God. And, and you spoke <laughs> something, you said something about that wife. Uh-huh. And now I'm just, and then I'm just, and at least I'm not trying to take away from your sermon or keep you or delay you from being one of the But, go um, ahead, go ahead. you know, N and N, and you know what the N and N stand for, I don't like Negro news, 
network. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> talking to streets and stuff like that. Uh-huh, but I, I, I changed that and put that there. But anyway, um, I'm not saying that he's been faithful in his household from what I've heard. And that could be something that God's trying to let him know, too. You know? Okay. But with all of this, he's, he's been a dog. He's Omega. He's been a dog. Hey, hey, hey what you trying to say? Oh, I ain't saying all y'all like that. I, but you, you know y'all will get up and y'all will go and smell some other tails <laughs> and feel like y'all supposed to nothing but the dog and you. You got to make that go. I'm going to keep my mouth shut. I'm going to keep my mouth My lips first tightly. But, 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 you know, God has been speaking to me, that is me, uh, two or three days or maybe even more. And I didn't know how to go by. But he and I have some sort of a relationship. So, yeah. Thank you, God. Mm-hmm. Thank you. He, he, he will. I'm telling you, these situations yeah. you know, can present themselves. You never know. Because it exactly. might be that he's not supposed to, like Tim was saying. It could, it could be that he's not supposed to go to another job. I mean, it's just like with my situation. It, was, it wasn't the exact same thing. It wasn't a principle or anything. But I was absolutely devastated when what happened happened with my job because it was crazy. You know, and sometimes when things happen and we don't understand them and they just seem just totally crazy and out the box like that, God is doing something in such a way to get your attention because, you know, he'll give us subtle hints. You know, he'll, sometimes, he'll start rapping, you know, maybe uh, softly on the door. Tap, tap, real loud, you know, real light. Tap, tap, real soft. Tap, tap, tap. Okay. Person still ain't hearing me, ain't getting it, ain't opening the door. Okay. Then they get louder. Then they get louder. And then... After a while, after he's beaten down, it's like, okay, I got to. And he'll kick the dog on door in because he's going to get what he needs to get from you, from us. Sometimes he has to kick the dog on door in to get our attention because the, the knocking and the, and the rapping lightly on the door and tapping didn't get it. And, but he has to get in because there's an agenda that he has. There's some things that have to get done. And because of us and our finite knowledge, we don't know that because we so into ourselves and we can't, you know, we can't see the forest for the trees, but he sees the forest and the trees. Yes, so he yes, knows. Yes. And so he will do things in whatever way he needs to do them to get our attention in order for whatever to happen that needs to happen. And it's sometimes hurtful for us. And it is sometimes confusing, and it seems chaotic, and, and our heart is broken, and we despondent, and we confused. But we have to trust and know that in the end, it's for the person's own good. And, and I just, and I'm just saying that to say I just went through. I understand, you know. Now I didn't lose no, you know, ninety-five thousand dollar, a hundred thousand dollar year job like you probably did. But it's still it's exactly what it that's yeah. exactly that, that's yeah. exactly what has happened. It was just that yeah. it was equivalent to those amounts. Yeah. Yeah. But you wanna know something? It, it you know, like in my situation it was still devastating 
And sometimes, see, we get complacent where we are sometimes. We get complacent, and it's funny because that's what one of the things that the lesson is about. We get complacent, and we don't even know we're complacent. We really think that we're doing something, right? We think we're doing the stuff. I've been doing this for 10 years, 15 years, 20 years, 25 years, and we get confused. And we think that just because we are doing what we decided to do for so long, we get confused and think that we are actually walking in our purpose, in our destiny, and we're not. And we're and not you know, because we're... Mm-hmm. Go ahead, go ahead, buddy. Oh, no, no, I was just saying that we, 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 get, we really think, and so then um, when God comes in and it's like, nope, it's time for you. To start walking yeah. in what you're really supposed we, to be walking we, in. Like you said, we, we get, get content. And the thing is like this, and I'm, I'm, I'm just going to put this out there, and this is yeah. one of Sam's, I can't say when his nemesis, but he did not care for him back in the day. When our choir director at the Stillman, he, will always, he has always told us, remember, no one is indispensable. Mm-hmm. You may think that you're doing a good job, but no one is indispensable. Mm-hmm. And and even that, that went out for him because he was cast away from the school where Sam and I matriculated at and, uh, because of some sexual misconduct, so according to what NNN says. However, mm-hmm. and in fact, you probably, you've seen the young lady, and the young lady who brought the charges up against him played and raised. He was, she was raised mother. When he was going blind, that young lady went to Stillman, um, went to the institution where we went, and she brought those charges against him, and he lost his job. But he ended up moving to Ohio, and the Lord restored him back to his position as being a choir director. And he mm-hmm. has flourished and grown since then. But and this I know because I spoke with him just, what, two, three weeks ago. But the thing is, we have to realize when we when when you're in a covenant with God, and when you are a covenant with, say, for instance, a spouse, and you break that covenant, all havoc will come about. Mm-hmm. And God would do like you, like you say, God would do what He has to do to get your attention to bring you back in line. Mm-hmm. You know. And he will do whatever he has to do to save us from ourselves. Yeah. See, that's a big yeah. thing, too. He will do whatever he has to do to save us from our silly, silly selves. You know, he will remove people from our lives. He will remove us from situations that we don't even know are harmful. He will. He will keep us from harm that is coming that we don't know is coming. We don't know what could have happened to that man. And you know what we don't know what's coming down the pipe. Mm-hmm. God spoke to me this here as, as well. I don't know it was the last year, last night, because I was speaking with my one of my coworkers. I said, you know, I don't know anything about Ku Klux. I know I've heard of Ku Klux Klans, uh-huh. but what do you do when the Klansmen look like you in the same color as you? Uh oh. Oh. Oh well, Jesus. Hmm. How about that? How about that? Because, you know, we have that, we as a people have a crab mentality where we won't see the one 
to, to be elevated, and we'll do anything we can to bring them down. And, I, and I was, as I was speaking with one of my older friends, probably about 66 years old, I sit with her every day, maybe 67 or something, and I always sit with old people. That's why I, I, I feel <laughs> comfortable, you know. Just reason why I think me and Sam are friends. But anyway, because <laughs> he's my elder. But uh, the thing is, we sometimes, as a people, I look back and I see the Hispanics, how they come together and make things work. The Caucasians have always done it. The Asians do it. The Arabs have come into our country. You, you know the Arab stores. They got many of them working in there. And they ain't going to let nobody else come and infiltrate their business. I don't care what nationality or what color you are. No one else is to work with them. But we as a people are so divided and so separated. We can't even come together in a real common thing. Is what, what, what we're going to drink today for dinner or what the table should look like. Because everybody wants to be the head and not the tail. No one wants to be a follower. And so, and this is that's exactly what our school board is consists is, is comprised of is all of us, and they let the formal state board of superintendent who has resigned his position as of March the thirty first and has gone to become an educator consultant for some big oil company come in and break the system up and tell them you all need charter schools. So you go over here and you get this person, you get this person, and we're going to start making this school here a charter school. That's what they're trying to make my school into. But all of that says we cannot use our own heads or our own powers to operate our own business because we got to have something by the master over us with a whip and a leash to tell us how to operate. And I'm done. But thank you, Sam, for that. Thank you, thank you, God, Jehovah, for using Sam to give me the directions how to get to him. Thank yes. you for using Sam mouthpiece. I will give the credit and, and, and thank you for doing it, but I'm going to thank you for being obedient and speaking those who does what so says the Lord to me. Amen. How to get to him. Yeah. See, yeah. oftentimes we go back and we try to give a man the credit, but no, I'm going to thank God for using you to get to me so I can get to him. <laughs> That's right. Mm, mm, mm. Yeah. So I thank wow. you for your obedience, and I thank the Lord for using you to, 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 to reach me so that I can reach him. And I'm done. Now, Felicia, Lisa, you can do what you do or whatever, Sam, if you're still playing. <laughs> no, I'm it's, done. It's all, it's, it's all good, and I just want to interject this public service announcement, um, Master Arthur. Um, I'm so glad that you feel that way about black businesses and black folks supporting each other. You know why? Is he still there? I'm here. I'm here. Baby, oh. I still got a 20, 30 minute ride. I just left home. You do go there. Oh, yeah. wow. Okay. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh, he said, I'm going to be a rebel. <laughs> In fact, I was supposed to be hitting the clock right now, but it's going to be late today. What can you do to me now? It's over now. Like Luther said, you treated me bad. Uh-huh. Oh, my God. Uh-huh. Well, um, I said, did you hear what I said about I'm so glad you support, you believe in support of our business? Yeah. Uh, we as a people uh-huh. need to come together. I'm glad you feel that way 
So when you get hit up for a donation from my school, by Pam, when Pam hits you up, <laughs> you know, I'm, just so, I'm just so glad that you feel that way about the children. <laughs> well, okay. Either way, it go, you know, if I can support, I'm going to be there to help. You know, and, and, and even just speaking of, you talking about black business, and, and the first thing that popped to mind was Sam. Mm-hmm. Out of all Sam tenants, and I don't know what nationality or race or whatever it is, you know the sad part about it, and I don't know his situation, and I don't know how they go about it, and they go about doing whatever they're supposed to do and paying their bills. You know, we as a people feel like we just because we look like each other, we're supposed to be granted favor and, and permission because of the simple fact of what color we are and not realizing that that person has to survive and live too. And I say that to say this, my sister's a stylist, and she has a shop or whatever. Once who, one person who's supposed to be our so-called friend, Sam, and I don't even remember her, but she lived under my sister. My sister stayed down in the project, and, and they used to come down. She goes to the shop, sits in my sister's chair, get her hair done, and walks out and says, thank you. Thank you ain't paying her bills. Thank you ain't paying her bills. She said, thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you don't pay light, water, gas, telephone, rent, cable, food, oh and medication God. for your sick husband. And my thing, I, I, and I know my sister's heart, and I know my sister's spirit because it's so much like mine. It's really, it's so identical being that she's my older sister. That's the one that I'm close to. And those that came between, neighbors close or whatever, whatever. But we were like, okay, you did that to me. I'm going to let you win. All right, yeah, 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 and be through with it, and not go argue about it, not go ask for it, or what have you, and then go come right back, knowing that person did that to you, and I'll sit back and still grant you the same service that you got the, you got before. And you know how expensive it is to get hair done now. Hmm. Yeah. Now, but you go to job, you go, you go to your job, and you expect them those people who you work with that that's brighter than you are to pay you every week. And you sit back and laugh and boast and, and kick in, I got this, I got this, I got that, I got this, I got that. And you getting paid Thursday, then you paid Saturday because you go back and you have the mother across the street. And these, although she's a housekeeper, those people pay her well. I'm talking about they pay her well. I'm talking like 700 a week. But you can go and sit in somebody else's chair and then just get up and walk away. And your husband was in a, in a movie without his permission and won a lawsuit, a million dollars. I ain't said no, no, millions of dollars, six, five million dollars were lawsuits. But you can get up and walk away. But then again, I know my sister Hart, she's not going to turn her away. And you there every Sunday, you eat breakfast, lunch, and dinner. Every Sunday, all day long, you there. But you kick in caca and you boasting about it in the, in, 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 in the streets, and I know this because of the simple fact that old lady who I said I sit with, she's a friend with her too, and she went and told the woman what she did. I, my sister didn't read a word to me about it, but the old woman told me what what she had done because she came and bragged to her about what she had done. Mm-hmm. But so so we have that crap mentality. As, as a people, where we don't want to see another possible, so we'll do anything to keep us abound, keep us based, 
so that we cannot grow. But we as a people, we could, we could, we could change a whole multitude of things within this society, this day and present time, if we will unite and come together and operate as one. Not being grudgingly or trying to keep somebody from being prospering, but and even blessing those who are brighter than we are, who hair is straighter than ours. And I don't even like to talk black and white situation because God don't see in color. God just made made each and every individual. He made the colors, but He don't see the colors. He see the beauty in the colors, but then He He look at our hearts to see what is has been tainted by our thinking and our mentality. We don't think like the old people, the day people who were enslaved, how they united together and they prayed and they cared for one another. They loved one another because they knew the oppression that they had to go through, that that, that, that their people were suffering through. But now that since we so, quote, unquote, as I say, they say, free, we feel like we're free from the master slave, but we're not free from our own wills. And we're whooping each other butts. And I don't like to preach or talk on that, that level right there. I really don't. One of our former members used to always come with this black, 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 black. I ain't like that. I don't like it. And I don't like to even speak it now. But that's the way that it is. That's the way it's, it's being manifest right now. You know, if one of us get into a high position, we want to try to make the other person who's beneath us that look like us miserable, but then we can have a person that's brighter than we are and that's under us, and we'll treat them like they're gone. Mm-hmm. And I'm done. But you know for yourself how Hispanics, they all live in the same house, riding the same car, and then you know, a million of them would get together and work and make that thing work so everybody could have a little something. Mm-hmm. Right. Arab mm-hmm. does it all the time. The Hispanics does it all the time. Caucasians do it. The Asians do it. But we got the. I got this big house, and you live in this shanty. So you go back down there where you're supposed to be. Don't come up here unless you're invited. We got that type of mentality, and it needs to be cast and sent back to the pits of hell from where it comes from. Yeah, well, you know, that, that, that slave, that's residue slave mentality. That's what it is. Yeah, I'm telling you, it's a slave mentality. Yeah, it's, it's residue. It's residue from that. Mm-hmm. Yes, and we rob from each other. Instead of getting up off our don't do nothing and get up and do something, and we feel like just because I'm a friend of yours, you're supposed to help me. Oh, you don't work that way. If I come to Chicago and I become a tenant of Sam's, I can't go and tell Sam every month, uh, Sam, I had to do this here, or somebody, I had to do this there, and then I pay him his bills and expect for his needs to be met. Mm-hmm. You know what, what you're saying, I think that it's probably, well, I can see how it ties into the, the Bible verse of the day. I'm, I was going to read the the word words of the day, but I want to read this passage of scripture first um, because what you're saying can really be tied into that in a way, Arthur, in a situation with your principal. So that's why I want to go ahead and read this before you get to work. Uh, this is Sam- Samuel. Yes. Oh, okay. All right, so this is taken from James, 
the first chapter. I'm going to read the first through the A first. All right, James, a servant of God and of the Lord Jesus Christ, to the twelve tribes which are scattered abroad. Greetings. My brethren, count it all joy when ye fall into diverse temptations, knowing this, that the trying of your faith worketh patience. But let patience have her perfect work, that ye may be perfect and entire, wanting nothing. If any of you like wisdom, let him ask of God, that giveth to all men liberally, and upbraideth not, and it shall be given him. But let him ask in faith, nothing wavering. For he that wavereth is like a wave of the sea driven with the wind and tossed. For let not that man think that he shall receive anything of the Lord. A double-minded man is unstable in all his ways. And I just feel like I'm going to let that marinate for like 30 seconds. I'm going to read that again, just in case somebody missed that. My brethren, count it all joy when ye fall into diverse temptations, knowing this, that the trying of your faith worketh patience. But let patience have her perfect work, that ye may be perfect and entire, wanting nothing. If any of you lack wisdom, let him ask of God that giveth to all men liberally and upbraideth not, and it shall be given him. But let him ask in faith, nothing wavering. For he that wavereth is like a wave of the sea driven with the wind and tossed. For let not that man think that he shall receive anything of the Lord. A double-minded man is unstable in all his ways. And so, you know, we've heard this, right, so many times, count it all joy, count it all joy, let patience have its perfect turn, its perfect work. And, you know, I was when I was reading this early, early this morning, I was thinking about some of the situations that we um, some of us on the line are going through, well, of course, we don't know what everybody's going through. But, you know, we know what has been shared. And that led me to think about um, patience. Patience. Patience when we ask God for something. The patience to see something through when it's revealed to us what it is that he wants us to do. Patience with each other, just patience, and how important that is. Knowing this, that the trying of your faith work is patience. Patience and faith go hand in hand. They're kindred. They're hand-holding. Because in order for you to exercise your faith, which is the substance of things hoped for and evidence of things not seen, we have to be patient because we have to wait for them to come to pass. We have to see it through. So that means that we have to sit down somewhere and trust that God's going to do what he says he's going to do. That is why your faith work is patient. 
Because if you have faith, you can't be rushing through stuff and plowing through stuff. You have to sit and just wait for it to manifest the way it's supposed to manifest. But let patience have her perfect work that ye may be perfect and entire, wanting nothing, wanting nothing. If we are patient, then we exercise our faith, and we will get the things that we're asking for. But we have to be patient and let God do it in his own timing because he knows what's best, just like the, just like the principle. It may seem like this timing is off. Oh, my goodness, what do you mean? I don't have a job. What is this foolishness going on? It got me on parade. People voting. It's a big public fiasco. What is going on? But the patient in the face. Good morning. Welcome. But the patient to trust and see it through. If any of you lack wisdom, let him ask of God. Wisdom. It is illegal in the spirit realm for favor to rest upon you if you do not have wisdom. That is in Proverbs. I'm sorry, I cannot give you the exact um, verse, <laughs> chapter and verse, I have it um, highlighted in my other Bible. It's not highlighted in this one. Hey, Mommy, good morning. It is illegal. Well, so you talk so much about God's favor. You know, God's showing me favor, that's favor, that's favor. You cannot have favor if you lack wisdom. And that's why it's so important for us to go to God and ask for wisdom. If any of you lack wisdom, let them ask of God. Because if you don't have wisdom, you're not going to know what to do. What do you do with what he reveals to you? How do you move? How do you proceed? You have to have wisdom for that. So you're just not going out willy-nilly all over the place. But let him ask in faith nothing wavering. For he that wavers is like a wave of the sea driven with the wind and tossed. Now, I got to say amen to my own self for this one and put myself on out there like Pam says, crunch my own toes up into the shoes. Because many times we do ask for things and, and we say that we have faith, but that faith is wavering depending upon how difficult the situation looks or depending upon how challenging it feels, depending upon our emotions, depending upon if we are actually exercising patience. If it feels like it's not happening fast enough, if it feels like it's taking too long, and I'm thinking about Nate. I don't even know Nate's situation personally, but I feel like this might have been a word for him too. Thinking about when I was first talking about opening this school, starting this school, but I was still looking for a job. Now, it only lasted for a few days, but I'm still looking for a job. I'm saying that I'm trusting God and I have faith that he's directing me into starting the school for these children because it's what they need. All right, I'm going to have faith. I'm going to start 
um, you know, putting together a committee. I'm going to start working out a budget. I'm going to start, I'm going to ask these people, can we use the space? But on the other hand, I'm spending half the time doing job applications and sending out resumes, double-mindedness, wavering faith. If I say I'm going to trust them and I say I got faith to do this, if I'm going to do this, I need to do it 100%. What I was doing was wavering faith and I had to be corrected. That was double-mindedness. For let not that man think that he shall receive anything of the Lord if his faith is wavering. How can I ask God to bless me and bless what I'm doing and bless this ministry if I'm not fully trusting him, if I'm shortchanging him and me? A double-minded man is unstable in all his ways. If you're double-minded, that means you don't know what you're really standing for. You don't know what you what you what you really are are having faith in, and you're really not having faith in anything because you're not believing in what you what you hope for. You're not believing that what is unseen will come to pass. You're not believing it. If you if you're trying to go two ways at once, if you're trying to go left and right at the same time, if you're trying to go forward and backward at the same time, and this is very clearly stating that he will it says for let not that man think that he shall receive anything of the Lord. If you are double minded. If you want something, what does it say? But let him ask in faith, nothing wavering. And so this yelled out at me this morning to share on the line. I mean, it screamed out at me to share. Because sometimes we ask for things, whether it's a project that you have to do, a new job, or, you know, just where you're going to get the money for something, whatever the case may be. We ask for things and we say that we have faith for God to fix it. Won't he do it? You know, he's going to make this come to pass. This will manifest all of those things, but we're really not walking like we really believe it. We're really not walking like we have the true faith and we're not patient. We're not even patient enough to see it come to pass. We're not letting patients have a perfect turn in a perfect way. Does anybody have anything they would like to share about the scripture for the morning? I got one thing, and I'm almost there. It's work. Okay. All I got to do is get my refrigerator and put it in there because I'm already closed down. All I got to do is just get his signature and I'm done. Probably he'll let us up out of that early today. But, um... <laughs> You saying that you 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 your desire and the Lord is showing you to open up a school. And that might be your, and that could be your ministry. However, it takes capital to open the school, but you say you're still making the applications and looking for a job. Well, I was to, that was a long time ago. Yeah, I started doing okay. that like a month ago. Mm-hmm. Uh huh. But it's still gonna work. But but the thing is, He knows what you need to start the school. So, Marla Collins, when you get to school, call me. 
identification break for a minute. Let me go ahead and clock in. Gotcha. Uh-huh. Gotcha. Mm-hmm. All right there. Okay. Have, enjoy your day. Hopefully you can come back oh. at some point. Okay, good. You still going to be listening? All right, great. That's wonderful. All right. All right, now. Are there any other comments, questions, ideas, or thoughts concerning the passage for the morning? Um, the part where you said that, um, that you can ask for wisdom and God gives it to you liberally. It's just like, he's just going to pour it down on you. It's not going to, I'm not going to be stingy with it. I'm not going to just give you a little bit. I'm going to just give it, give it, give it, give it. You know, I, I say all the time, my old pastor used to say, you said, we think we're looking for wisdom when all actuality wisdom is looking for us. You know, we we think we're looking for something from God, but in all actuality, God is desiring to give it to us. So if we need knowledge, wisdom, and understanding, ask for it, and he'll just pour it forth down upon you. But the thing about it is you need to be in a position to receive it, especially those areas, you know, because you got to be out of yourself. You got to be open. You got to be ready to receive. You got to hear and see. So... That that's like was like really you know great to hear how God would just give you wisdom. He'll just pour it down upon you. He won't be stingy with it. And then the book from Stephen Scott, when he talked about, he has basically everybody reading Proverbs for thirty days and talked about the benefit and how the transformation of of their life that it did. <clears throat> but in that book, he pointed out wisdom and the Word of God. And if you listen, look at what he said, it's in the scriptures, wisdom was with God when he formed the seas. Wisdom was God when he made the boundaries of the earth and the sky. Wisdom was there. And that same wisdom that was there then is available to us now. So look at what you have available to you. You know, and so we need to think, begin to look at it in that perspective. So, in other words, we're not limited. I'm not, okay, you talk about your board of directors. You have a board of directors because you want people from different experiences to be able to give you knowledge, wisdom, understanding, to enlighten you to make sure things go along a certain path. So now, that's the purpose of the board. Now, what if you take that to another level? You got the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost. I formed everything you can see, taste or touch. Taste or touch. I made it, I formed it, I established, I established the laws, the rules and regulations, the atoms, the iron, I created all of this, and now I avail myself to you. That's powerful. Yes, indeed. Absolutely. Thank you so much for that. Does anyone anyone else have anything to share on this morning concerning this? No papers? There you go, anyone? All right. No papers for the sharing. All right. Um, I wanted to, the, the, um, hmm. 
Let me tell you what's really interesting about Felicia not being on. I wonder if Erica's on. I no idea. Well, what's really interesting about um, Felicia not being on this morning, let me tell you how the enemy works, is because this is the very thing that what I was going to do. Hold up, man. What I was going to do this morning as far as the the, um, the reading or the, the word sharing was was something that I know that she needs to hear. And she said that her plumbing went went south last night, and I said, boy, look at that. Like uh, my brother says in my business group, well, look at that. Look at the enemy. Ain't that cute? So since we got, you know, our friends, that's what I call my friends trying to block. Hold on a second, please. One second. Wait a minute, Mike. Hold on, baby. Give me one second. Sing us a song for 30 seconds. <laughs> no? Oh, okay. Uh, don't be asking me because, you know, as soon as I start singing. I, I uh, knew you were going to say at any other time if you like, no. Mm-hmm. No, please. I got so. Mm-hmm. Please. Boo, boo, nah. <laughs> oh my God. Okay. Um. So, I'm gonna talk about. Uh, Because of, of, of uh, you know, what we've been, <laughs> and it's interesting. I know the author is listening right now, and I and I do want to talk about this. I do want to talk about this. this is so, it's funny how you, you were going to talk about one thing, and then, you know, you're moved to do something else. God resurrects what he tears down. What, Maya? God resurrects what he tears down. Um, man, I really, probably because of my own personal situation, you know, what, this, what I just experienced myself, mm-hmm. uh, and what so many of us, well, you know, obviously because Arthur's principle is in education, right? That's why I can identify with that because of we're in the same field. But it's not just that. It's so many people who feel like their opportunities are taken, are shifted. Um, what, what, their position, because this has a lot to do with position. You know, a lot of times we feel that our position has been shifted. People are taken out of certain places. You know, you might be a principal and might have to work as, like when Chicago public schools got laid off, um, started doing those layoffs. You know, the first time, well, they always laying off, but the first time, um, this was about maybe seven years ago or so, seven or eight, and we had students, we had people who were, um, uh, what do you call them, assistant principals, 
having to go back to being teachers. You know, so you're talking about a $40,000, $30,000 pay cut. You know, you, you, you had teachers who were lead position teachers or specialists who had to go back to being like, you know, regular classroom teachers. I mean, people were losing their positions all over the place. It happens in, in companies, in Fortune 500 companies, where you have somebody who's in management, the budget gets cut. And just so you can still have a job, you might have to go to being a lower-level manager. Or, you know, things happen. Positions get shifted all the time. Maybe I've seen it just in the past couple of years, even here at my church, where, you know, someone was a minister, something happened in their personal life, private life, they have to be shifted and they have to shut down. Presidents get impeached. You know, folks got to sit out from stuff, right? So so it, it happens and then sometimes, you know, we feel like, stop doing all that, doing all that extra. I'm so and sometimes we feel like, oh, my goodness, my position, you know, has been usurped. Um, and, it, you know, it's happened in the Bible, too, uh, where people, you know, and I remember reading more than once, more than twice, twice, one or three times, where you have someone who was in a position in, in which they were exalted, um, but God had to, to to move them. You know, he had to reposition them. Um, he had, what the? Sorry about that. Um, you know, even as far as the entire the earth, you know, he had to he just he he tore down the earth, he destroyed the, the earth and he had to rebuild it. And sometimes God will destroy things, but he will resurrect what he tears down. And when it seems like um, that happens, we are naturally going to respond in a certain type of way, right? Um, with 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 anger, sometimes we're angry about it. Sometimes we have trepidation about it. We have fear. We don't understand why we're offended. You know, we're hurt. All of these things, which are natural, all of these feelings come into play. Sometimes when he has to tear certain things down, you know, when we get, when he has to tear, because, you know, it, 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 sometimes he has to tear down our situations, sometimes he has to tear down our egos, sometimes he has to tear, physically tear things down, I mean, you know, he destroyed the earth, but he rebuilt it, he tore down Job, Job was, to- I don't Dude, I don't know. That dude got torn down. How much torn down do you get? Where you lose, literally lose everything, everything, including your health. He was torn down physically. He lost every, really. But he was rebuilt. I mean, you have shopping centers, schools, um, houses are torn down. But all of these things 
are are rebuilt. He rebuilt the earth better than it was before. When he rebuilt Job, he rebuilt him better than he had more than what he had previously and was happier. When you, you know, tear down, you know, when um, physical structures have to be torn down, a lot of times they're rebuilt much better than they were before. And, you know, if, if we feel torn down, we just have to have the faith to believe that it's happening for a reason and that something better is company. It's coming. In order for muscles to form, you know, the fibers have to be torn down to be rebuilt. That's how muscles are made. You you don't, you, you know, the fibers are torn. You keep um, putting the pressure on them, and you keep stretching them until those fibers are torn, and then they rebuild themselves, and they rebuild themselves stronger than they were before. So now you have muscles. I mean, that's that's how it goes. You know, in the military, that's one of the purposes of boots. Mm-hmm. Regeneration. Maya, Maya wants to let us know that she knows exactly what we're talking about. Regeneration. Yes. She said, we hurt ourselves. Uh, we're rebuilt. We're rebuilt even um, better. The muscles do regeneration. Thank you, Maya. You're absolutely right. And and if you think about it, even in the military, that's one of the purposes of boot camp is to break the soldiers all the way down so all of the the, the, um, the mentality that they came in there with, all of the things that they've been taught from home, um, all of the ways that they've been socialized, all the things that they've been trained to think, all of those things have to be torn down in boot camp and they have to be, Rebuilt. Don't get this wrong. They have to be rebuilt in a way that is conducive for the task that they will have at hand in the military. So, in you know, that's what happens in life. Things have to be torn down so that they can be resurrected in the vision and in the purpose of what they were intended. And God will do the same exact thing through trials, through difficult situations, through challenges that we face, face through disappointment, through heartache, through, you know, bye, I love you, have a great day, through um, failed relationships, through strained family relationships, through financial crisis, through physical um, illness, so many things, he will tear us all the way down, not for our detriment but for our good because he has to have us rebuilt according to the specifications that he wants us. Just like um, we have housing. We talked about that before. We have housing, HGTV. Sometimes they'll do a full gut and they'll take everything out that house, everything out, and it will be nothing left on the inside. But when it's rebuilt and when it's remade, no matter how crazy it was looking before, it'll be a beauty. It will be it will be a beauty. It will be just wonderful. And it will be exactly what the owners had in mind when they decided that they wanted to purchase this home. And so this is tying in and I'm so I'm so glad that God spoke to me and, and, and that I was obedient because this ties into the passage of scripture for the morning. 
faith having this perfect turn, it's perfect work. Being unwavering. Because in order for us to see the project through the end, we have to stay prayerful, we have to stay faithful that when God is tearing us down, even though it's, it can seem like the most horrific situation, the most horrific, it can just seem like there will be no end to it, that there is no purpose to it, that God has forsaken us, like, oh, my God, what is this? We Sometimes we feel like we're not even going to live through the process. It seems unbearable, but we do have to have that unwavering faith. We have to have the unwavering faith to to and the patience to know that, okay, this is a process. The tearing down has to happen so that he can mold us and remake us like clay. But that's where the wisdom comes in because it takes wisdom to know that, to understand that that's the process that is happening and to know how we are to proceed through the process, which is why that passage of Scripture said we have to ask for wisdom. Let him ask for wisdom. It's all tied in together. Asking for wisdom so that we understand and know what we that it is a process, number one. That it is a process, and two, how we are to proceed, and then what we are, what it is that we are supposed to get out of the process, and how we are to move henceforth from here. Because none of this is wasted. God doesn't waste time. He doesn't do things for no reason. Nothing is haphazard. Nothing is coincidental. Nothing. It's all a plan. He doesn't work that way. He just doesn't work that way. And so we just have to have we just have to have the faith that when it seems as though we are being torn down, things are being torn down around us, people are being torn down around us, he is really tearing down our situation, breaking them down so that he can rebuild the way that he needs to rebuild. So that's that's that word. That's the word for right now. Mm. Any comments, questions, ideas, or thoughts? No? Okay. All right. Yeah, we fall down and we get up. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, okay. Hey, that's what the man see. All right. That's, all right. Well, um, so we know that we normally do our testimonies on Wednesdays. Um, does anybody have any testimonies that they'd like to share? This is going to be a short call. I can see that right now. Um, unless, you know, there's, there's something else. Um, does anybody have any testimonies that they would like to share? Anything God has done for you? Any ways that God has moved? Any um, ways that God has made Himself real in your life? Just anything, anything encouraging words for the the group for the saints. We fall down and we get up. Okay. All right. All right. All right. You you a man of few words today, huh? Okay. 
Man. Okay, when it looks like my sister is, uh, is about to, oh, man, I wish she could have, I wish she could have, um, okay. One minute. Okay, because I don't want to get off before she gets on. All right, does anybody have anything else I'd like to say? Good morning, I'm on. Hey, you. Did you have the opportunity to hear the to hear the words that were shared by any chance? Um, I heard part of it. Okay, all right, that's cool. That's cool. Um, okay. Then uh, we are on, we are in our testimonial period right now. We are in our testimonial period. Does anybody have a testimony? Kina Marie, you on? Miss Kina Marie. Okay, she'll be she'll be on in a second. All right, but Sam's testimony for the morning is we fall down and we get up. <laughs> amen. Thank you, brother. Yes. Amen, amen, amen. Does anyone else have any testimony for the morning? Uh, my friend made it safely to Vegas. Oh, she did? Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. How did, did she, did they drive? Yes. Oh, my goodness. Okay. Wait a minute. Did she have, like, was she driving a U-Haul truck? No, she had uh, She had professional movers move her stuff, and then her nephew flew okay. in, and then they drove her car to Vegas. It would have cost too much to ship the car. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes, indeed. Well, that's a wonderful thing because um, that's a long trip. You know, that's a long trip. And so, um, man, yeah, I've made I made that driven well, I haven't. Growing up I was I was in the vehicle making that long trip and it is quite um <laughs> quite a trip. It's quite a trip, man. So we're very glad that she made it safely in. And we we just Pray that you will, um, you know, be okay because it's hard when people that we're close to, they leave. I mean, it doesn't matter if we're children or if we're adults. When we care about people, we care about them. You know, when we're used to being with them, we're used to being with them, you know. So we, um, you know, we're, we're just going to gonna look forward with you. So when you go to Vegas and carry on <laughs> with your BFL. <laughs> we can drop mm-hmm. off in the red line. Uh oh. Well, I'll do a testimony. Like two seconds. Um, drop you off in ninety fifth Stoney. My testimony is is I mean you know we have the stuff that's going on with the school and everything and. Take a um, you know that's a a major 
you know, that is the major thing that's going on in my life right now because um, it's such a huge undertaking and it, it, it's going to be my livelihood and all of that. We, we know that. Okay. But, but the bigger testimony, the real testimony is, is what God has done in my life as far as courage and as far as faith. That's the real testimony. The school is just a vehicle. The school is just kind of the instrument that was used. It's the weight. It's the weight that was used for the exercise. It's the the machinery that was used for the exercise. But the real testimony is in the faith and how it has how it's grown and how. Um, I'm being transformed as a result of this experience. Um, the the scripture this morning, Pam, um, because I don't think you will want to hear that part, but the scripture this morning talks about, it was from first the first chapter of James, 1 through 8. Mm-hmm. And it was, it was talking about um, faith having a perfect term. Um, Asking for things unwavering, with unwavering faith, not being double-minded in your faith. Asking for wisdom so that you can receive the things that God has for you, all of those things. And um, I was just sharing how, and you know this because we we talk, and I, I was just sharing how when the school things very, very first came about, and I said, yeah, okay, okay. You know, I'm going to do this, but I'm still looking for a job the first few days. So I'm saying I'm going to do this school. So I would go to the library, let's say, for two hours. and an hour, I would be spending on the school and the summer program. But then an hour, I would be looking for a job. That's double-mindedness because how am mm-hmm. I really showing faith? And I have to be corrected on that. And so I – and it's – Boy, I tell you, these scriptures are just jump out at you. I wasn't even looking for this passage of scripture. I wasn't even looking for it. But all I can say is the true testimony is what he is doing for me as far as building up my faith. What he is doing in this situation Um as far as bringing me out of myself and really showing me that interdependence with other people, really letting me know that everybody in the world isn't bad and that there are really good people out there who share a vision and will come together in unity and support one another. And that gives me encouragement and courage. And, and even more more courage to walk in faith and have the patience. So that's my testimony for me. Amen. Any others? Mm-hmm. We fall down and we get up. Okay. Well, yes, we do. Amen. Okay. 
right. Well, where is my... Here it is. So we were talking about um, the fruits of the Spirit last week. And we talked about love because, remember, part of this is part of what we are doing on Wednesday is talking about what our expectations is are as far as our daily life is concerned. What are we supposed to be doing on the oh wow. Now get this people. You're not gonna you're not gonna you're not gonna believe this. Okay. I'm going to go ahead and, and, and go on and touch on this right here. Long suffering. So we're talking about the fruits of the spirit. Again, let me review what those are. The fruits of the spirit are the gifts that Christ left with us to comfort us, yes, in his absence, yes. And so the fruits of the spirit, oh, my God. Sorry, I just cut myself. Love, joy, peace, long-suffering, gentleness, goodness, faith, meekness, and temperance. Today we're going to talk about long-suffering because we're just going to go ahead and keep this party going about patience and faith, yes? All right. About what God, what he um, pairs down, he will resurrect. So we're just going to keep going on this theme right here and talk about long-suffering. In many versions of scripture, long-suffering is translated patience. It means putting up with a lot or the ability to put up with difficult people. It is the characteristic of one who is slow to anger and exemplary of God himself. Long-suffering feeds our next fruit, gentleness which means a person does not fly off the handle when things don't go his or her way. The flesh, the selfish side of our nature, is prone to demand self-rights or to stand up for self or to be aggressive and insistent, and it seeks to get even with people who strike out against us or speak harshly towards us. Now, that's interesting because we just talked about that yesterday, how um, on the line in the morning, how people are inherently self-preserving, that that's what the flesh is. That's our, our primitive and animalistic nature is to be self-preserving. It is to be vengeful. The model of the flesh is an eye for an eye, a tooth for a tooth. That's the model of the flesh and not in the biblical understanding of the phrase. The flesh seeks revenge at any cost and does not ponder the consequence to self. Oh, oh, I think that's worthy of repeating. The flesh seeks revenge at any cost and does not ponder the consequence to self. Mahatma Gandhi said, an eye for an eye makes the whole world blind how true this is. Revenge belongs to God 
And God's spirit does not lead us to steal or to take what is duly the right and privilege of God. If we choose to let the flesh have its way, then the Holy Spirit is fruitless in us. Long-suffering is a loving tolerance of others, no matter how they treat us. And if we give allowance to the leading of the Holy Spirit, he will use our frustrations with others and the tribulations of life to produce this fruit of long-suffering in us. As a matter of fact, the variety of circumstances and difficult people that we encounter in life actually helps to develop long-suffering in us. Oh, I think I'll repeat that too. As a matter of fact, the variety of circumstances and difficult people that we encounter in life actually helps to develop long-suffering in us. So there it is. Why do we, you know, why me? Why do I go through all this crazy stuff? How come life just can't be a crystal stair? Why well, keep getting these strange people? I don't even know if Erica's on the line right now. But Erica, if you are, those folks that you're dealing with at work, you know, why? What is up to develop long-suffering to help us to stay humble? to help us to stay compassionate towards other people, to help us learn meekness and gentleness. That's why. Because if we never have the opportunity to exercise it, how is it going to become stronger? Long-suffering is love on truth. <laughs> Woo! Long-suffering is love on trial. It enables us to forbear and forgive others. And as with the other fruit of the Spirit, we cannot produce long-suffering in ourselves. We cannot produce long-suffering in ourselves. This ability comes from the Holy Spirit and like peace by loving God's law. Again, long-suffering is patience, but its real test is not in how long we wait, but in how we act while we are waiting. As we allow the Holy Spirit to develop long-suffering within us, we will be able to put up with difficult things and people without losing our temper and lashing out verbally or physically. As James 1 and 4 declares, uh-oh, now this is funny because I had no idea that this was in here when I chose the passage of Scripture today or when I was led. As James 1 and 4 declares, we must let patience have her perfect work that we may be perfect, mature, and entire, whole, lacking nothing. So let me say that again with the alternate meaning. Let patience have her perfect work that ye may be mature and whole, lacking nothing. It may be easier said than done, but as we yield to and exchange our will for the will of God, we can learn how to enjoy life with a patient spirit, even while we are waiting for what we desire. Oh, my goodness. Oh, my goodness. Letting patience have its perfect turn. Patience, faith. While we wait, 
having patience, enjoying life while we wait. It is true. Good things come to those who wait. Now, let's look at how Isaiah 40 and 31 states it. Because the question that comes up next is, how does Isaiah 40 and 31 state it? And I'm going to tell you. In one second. Just get there. Okay. Almost there. Uh, Okay. Isaiah 40 and 31 states, But they that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings as eagles. They shall run and not be weary, and they shall walk and not faint. So I'm going to finish this up. Before we go into discussion, I'm going to finish this up with two scriptures. Ephesians 4, chapter 1 and 2. I beseech you that ye walk worthy of the vocation wherewith ye are called, with all loneliness, lowliness, and meekness, with long-suffering, forbearing one another in love. 2 Timothy 4, chapter 2, verse, preach the word, be instant in season and out of season. Reprove, rebuke, exhort with all long-suffering and doctrine. And that is our lesson for today. Comments, questions, ideas, or thoughts? We go down. We get up. Uh uh-uh, uh, I don't think so, sir. Uh uh-uh. uh. Would you like to expound upon what was read today? We we do fall down, and we do get up. Thank you. Thank you. For that. Sometimes we fall down and we just sit there for a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay, sit there on my behind. Yep. Be like, you know what? I'm 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 just gonna I'm just gonna sit here for a minute. Shoot. Mm-hmm. Yeah, buddy. Time out. Time out. Hold on, man. Hmm. That's so true. You know, it's 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 just interesting how uh, all of this because we're gonna have difficulties and like we can't get around it. You can't get through this life unscathed without any any bruises and any cuts at all. It just it it doesn't happen. It's not the way that it goes. But so much is in how we look at our situations, you know, in in, in um and how we the meaning that we attach to them and understanding what's it all for. You know, asking for the wisdom for God to show us what it is that we're supposed to get from it. And then once again, you know, long, long, oh, wow, long suffering. 
being able to put up with other folks' craziness without going off, flying out the hand, off the handle, being patient with other people, checking hmm. ourselves and our emotionalism so that we don't fly off and damage relationships with other folks, being humble, being meek, not having to be right all the time. It talks about revenge. Revenge, we talked about that. So revenge comes from ego, pride, aggression, self-preservation. All of that, those are, are the opposite of long-suffering. Meekness, the meek shall inherit the earth. These are all things that are are as close to, because we, we, we talk so much about a Christ-like walk you know, walking in Christ, walking as, as Christ did, being Christians. That's what being Christian means, Christ-like. But these these are these things are pretty much as close as you can get. But they're also the things that are contrary to what the flesh wants to do. Loving those, we talked about love last week, loving those um who don't treat you right, you know, praying for people who misuse and mistreat you, still standing in the gap for people who don't appreciate it. I ought to know because I was one of those people at one point. You know, continuing to give to folks who who don't don't even appreciate it, who who just don't, really don't even care. You know, still being able to forgive when people do the most horrible things. You know, I think about, you know, um, do you all remember, Pam, I don't know if, because I don't know if you've been, like, in church your whole, whole life or not. I don't know. But y'all, you well, you all know Play Evans Church, right? I remember, I've never been there, but I remember hearing about but it, yeah. You know of it, like, okay, mm-hmm. well, you know, it's a huge person. Um, there was a lady, her name was Mother, was it Mother Coleman Mother? Ah, I can't believe, I can't believe, I can't remember her name. But there was a lady, it was Mother somebody, I want to say Mother Coleman, it might not be, but, every, but everybody, you know, because Fellowship is a huge church. Everybody knows Clay Evans in Chicago, so... You know, she would go out and she would do the prison ministry, and everybody knew who she was, right? Everybody knew who she was. And one day she went to the prison to do her ministry, and she came across the person who had shot her husband. Her husband, a few, you know, years before, had been shot and killed in a robbery. And she came face-to-face with the person. She didn't know that was who it was initially, but he knew who she was. So she went to minister to the man that killed her husband. And she told and she ministered to him and told him that she forgave him. You know what? And then I think that she even, when he got out, 
um, I think that she was instrumental because he had been there for a little bit. She was instrumental in him getting out and, um, get, you know, getting a job and things even after he got out. You know, that's, that's incredible. That's incredible. If that ain't long-suffering, I don't know what is. It's possible. When we go to the to the the deepest depths of ourselves and the highest level of our conscious state, we can do it. When that connection is that strong, it can be done. But it's not something that we can do in and of our our own volition because it's just too contrary to who we are. Any more comments, questions, ideas, or thoughts? We know that we fall down and we get up, Samuel. Um, kind of sort of what happens when you uh, make a choice to, uh, to get out of the way, which is difficult, and... You make and you let God in. It's it's a supernatural thing, and and it's. I mean, you 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 surprised when you let Him come in because you find yourself doing things that you wouldn't do, etc. And you know it's God, and 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 you you're able you to do it, and it's and it's. It doesn't make it, it does and it doesn't make if, if you don't know God it doesn't make sense. Even if you do know God, you can kinda of explain it, but it's it's a incredible feeling. It's I mean it's it's different. Mm-hmm. I've gone through that before and and you know, you make a choice and it's, it's difficult. So that's the first step is making that choice and then you just let God in and then he takes you. That's one of them times you talk about where he carries you. And mm-hmm. the only you keep focusing on him, you find yourself able to do what he needs you to do. But if you, if you, you know, take your eyes off that and, and, and focus and, get, you know, tap into your emotions or whatever, then you'll sink. So it's just like, it's like other things, but it's, it's just an interesting experience, honey, tell us. Yeah. Mm. Okay. Yes, indeed. And I do, you know what, and it is, I find, too, that it is, you feel good, like, well, I can't speak for other people, I can only speak for me, but I would imagine that it would be this way for other people, that you you actually feel good when you're, when you're able to, to um, conquer the flesh, you know what I mean? Like you're able to not do something or you're able to um, do something that is in direct contradiction to the flesh or you're able to kind of harness that, it's, it, yeah, it would be a good feeling. Ooh. I mean, you truly experience the love of God, and and you know it's God, and you know it's His love and His grace and His mercy, and and you truly experience it, and you don't hear about it, 
and you and and, and, what, and then you see, like you say, you see the benefit of it as you're going through it. You don't, you know, you because the other other trip, you walk around with that bitterness, that that harshness, and all that other stuff. But you experience the benefit and walk in God's love, and and you and you're able to, like I say, it's 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 a more it's a more fruitful experience. Mm. Okay. Mm hmm. Right. All right, young people. Is there anything else going once? Anything else going twice? (laughs) (laughs) Say it for me three times. Right. Does anybody have anything that's on their heart to share, period? Not maybe, you know, just about what was said just in this moment, but anything at all. All right. Okay. All right. Well, then we can go. No reason why we can't go ahead and do prayer requests. Prayer request. (laughs) You. Prayer request. Uh, I'm Uncle Joe moving kind of slow today, but you can pray for me. You say you're moving kind of slow. That's all right, honey. I think we all are. All right. Most gracious and heavenly Father, we come before you this this morning. I'm blessing our sister Pam. You know that Pam um, is is undergoing a transition. At this time, we can see the growth that is happening in her. It is a beautiful thing. It's like a moth. I mean, not a moth, but it's like a caterpillar to a butterfly um, spiritually. And so we just are grateful for her submission to you and for her desire to walk in you because the desire has to be there. If there is no desire to be there, we know that you are a gentleman. You're just not going to just break down the door. You will ask. You will ask. And you will continue to fill her up. Like a tree. She's just growing. At first, she was just a root like a seed, rather, and the seed is growing, and we can see the seed is growing above ground, above ground as she is moving upward. But at the same time, the roots are growing underground where we can't see. And so we're just asking that you Continue to just pour yourself into her. Let her know that you're there. Whisper in her ears. Let her know that you got this. Wherever she is, you can meet people where they are. 
wherever it is, and that she is special and you have something grand for her to do and that everything that she's experienced will lead to the moment that you that you will reveal to her. And so we just ask that in due time and in due season and in the way that you see fit that you just reveal to her what it is that you will have for her to do and then give her the strength and the courage and the understanding to to walk according to the way that she's supposed to walk. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Samuel, do you have anything for Pamela? No. Okay. Any more prayer requests? Anybody on the anybody out there somewhere on the line? On mute. <laughs> Got a prayer request? Anybody? Anybody. Last time I, I checked it was just the three of us on here. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. Good. So I can put, okay. Talking to nobody. All right. Uh <laughs> I keep forgetting that you can see that. All right. Sam, you wanna pray for Samuel? Oh, okay, Erica's on. She must be on the computer. Uh, Erica, she's listening. So you want to pray okay. for Erica? Yes. Thank you for letting me know that. Okay. All right. Um, all right, Heavenly Father, we come before you. Let me ask Sister Erica, mighty woman of God. We thank you for her. We thank you for her life and for her obedience. Wow. There was something that I had said this morning. Pam, I don't know if you all remember what it was, but I, there was something that, that was in that word today, and I said, I wish Erica was on the phone because this is for her. Oh, um, Erica, uh, I think you can hear me. When we were talking about, and I don't know if you were on this guy resurrecting what he tears down. And he does that to enlarge our territory sometimes. And so God is in, enlarging your territory. All of the shenanigans and the foolishness that's going on that you're dealing with at work, he's enlarging your territory. He 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 allowed you to feel torn down because what he is building you up to do and be, it required a gut. It required, required a total a total gut. Um, just like a, 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 a rehab project, because he needed to rebuild you to his specifications, and so that is that is what is happening now. Your territory is being enlarged. You're being totally rebuilt, just like new, just like a house built from the ground up, just like a house built from the ground up. And so, Father, we. We just thank you. We thank you so much for her, for her obedience. Continue to give her strength and the courage to walk in what she should be walking in. Continue to whisper in her ear. Show her continually how it is that she's supposed to proceed. We talk about moving in a room full of vultures, how to, to, to move in a room full of vultures, how to proceed when you know that people around you mean you no good, but but you're at a place where you 
you're becoming adept at that. You know how to do that. You can do that. And so um, just continue to, 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 to pray for wisdom because things vary and they change daily and the enemy's faith changes. It changes consistently. It changes. So, guys, please just continue to give her discernment and wisdom so that she can see her spiritual eyes strengthening so she can continue to see the face of the enemy as it changes, as it morphs. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. She sent another Lisa. Um huh? she sent another text uh, making a prayer request for oh, okay. a, for a senior named Bessie who told her in so many words that she was preparing to leave. She was working for the Lord. What? She said that the lady is preparing to leave. Uh huh. It's an elder person. Her name is Bessie. When you say leave, you mean the earth? That's how I'm taking it. I'm going to read you the text. Also, the senior name, Bessie. She told me in so many words she was preparing to leave. She was working for the Lord. Okay. All right. I am okay. I'm going to assume that because she's an elderly person, maybe she means, you know, preparing to leave, leave, leave. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. So, so we gonna we gonna do it. We gonna do it like this. Father, you, we are listening, um, Sister Bessie, up to you this morning. Um, we are not exactly sure um, what is going on. In her mind, that's something that you know. You know what's going on in a man's mind. And so we know that nothing will happen without it being in due season. Nothing will happen without it being in due season. So whatever it is that's your plan for her life, we just ask that you just do it. We, ouch, we ask that you just have your way in her life and whatever it is, whatever it is, whatever it is that she's preparing for, whatever it is that, that's happening with her, we just ask that you have your way in that and that you comfort her, that you speak to her, that you reveal to her how it is that she is to move in this season. We ask that, that no hurt, harm, or danger come to her and that she does not um, inflict any type of hurt, harm, or danger upon herself or anybody else. You know, whatever the situation may be, we know that you have all control. Right now, she just needs you to speak to her. Speak to her, reveal yourself. Let her know that you are there. Put your arms around her. Remind her that you are all-powerful and that you know the plan for her life, even if she does not, and if it is not time for her to leave, 
then it will not happen in this season. And if it is, then it will happen in this season. But a part of her doing work for the Lord, if it is a positive and a good thing, then show her what you will have for her to do in that situation as well. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 Um, excuse me, my my I interject and ask Sam something if you all will allow. Sam. Mm-hmm. Sam. Yeah, hey. Hey. You know what God is so good. <laughs> um when I was walking in, I met him and I asked him could I pray how could I speak to him? Mm-hmm. And I went to the pastor. And I asked to talk to the pastor first, and I said, do you think he'll mind if we go together and pray with him? And so then he, I had to act like something. I said, I need to see you. And he said, okay. And so I'll go in there, and he, he said, well, then let me take this call right here. So we go in, and we do, we pray. Mm-hmm. And he, I asked him, I said, I said, do you mind if I pray with you? And he says, um, no. I said, well, do you mind if I get Reverend in here to pray with you? We did everything you should see it do. And um, we had a cry come to Jesus moment. Um, and he broke down. He broke slap down. I didn't anoint his mm. head, but, it, but mm. we held hands yeah. together, all three yeah. of us. And we had a come to, come to Jesus moment. Mm. And I, right now, I don't know. I, I'm shaking all over, but anyway, <laughs> mm. I can tell. Mm. Oh my God! Thank wow. you, thank you, God. Just thank you, thank yes. you for you yes. 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 Thank yes. you, Lord God. Mm. Thank you for the obedience in the name yes. of Jesus, Lord God. We thank you for the victory in the name of Jesus, Lord God. I just come against the attack of the enemy and anything. Thing mm. that is not of you, Lord God, bind it up, Lord God, that it would not come oh, back and rise up against us in the name of Jesus. But I just had to let you all know we had a oh God, we had a come to Jesus moment up in there. Yeah, and we had a oh God, he cried like a baby. Oh, oh no, and thank you for sharing that with us. Thank you so much for sharing the outcome. Well, I thank you. I thank you, prayer for you. Y'all keeps me on my toes, and I thank God for people like y'all because one thing about it, that's what we got to do. We got to stand in the gap for one another. Mm. We got to continue to do what God does so says the Lord, and the obedient spirit makes a difference. Mm. But I couldn't I couldn't walk past him without doing what you said do. I didn't anoint his head, but we held hands so and they oh God, mm. the spirit of God came up of that thing and that pastor got mm. up in there, oh Lord Jesus have mercy. And y'all mm. go on with y'all prayers and whatever. I just had to let y'all know. Oh, thank you. <laughs> thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Wow. Thank you. Oh, Lord Jesus. Sam, do you feel moved to say anything or to pray or anything after that yeah, revelation? Yeah, I'm going to pray to Okay. 
She was praying for a lady, and I, I didn't want to interrupt. I'm so sorry for that. I'm paying for speaking to somebody about somebody praying who might be transitioning or whatever it is. But go on, do what you do. I'm still listening. I think you had finished praying for her, hadn't you, Lisa? Oh, yeah, because I had actually just been cut off right when when I said that's just about sharing testimony and God's goodness. My phone um, the, my phone got cut off, and I was sitting all the way across the room, nowhere near my phone. Or something. So that's how you know. You see what I'm saying? Why can't the enemy just rejoice with us sometimes? You can't come over and party with us sometimes. You got to be mad every time something good happens. Um. What was your question, Miss Pam? No, I'm saying you had finished praying for Bessie, right? Yes, I did. Yes, I did. Okay. And then we prayed for Erica. No, Arthur thought he had interrupted you, but I, I thought that you had finished. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, he wasn't. He really wasn't interrupting anything. Simon was perfect. Yeah, he wasn't interrupting. Hmm. Uh, okay. Anybody else at this time? We got Erica. 
Pam, you want to pray for Samuel? Say what? Can you can you pray for uh, Minister Farley? I guess I can do that. All right. That's all kind. <laughs> okay, Father, we come to you this morning to pray for your child, Sam. <sighs> Long-suffering. You know, sometimes he, he wears that T-shirt. Mm. It says long-suffering. But, Father, although it may feel like it, we know long-suffering does not last forever. It just feels like it because our time is not your time. Mm. But during that season of long-suffering, there is learning. And that learning is is preparation for what comes next that no one knows, only you. And so there's, there's, as we say in our terms, there's a method to the madness. You have this worked out. You know what is going to occur, when it's going to occur, what needs to be what are the preparations that need to be done before the next step occurs? So, Father, we, we pray for continued obedience. We pray for continued patience. We pray for clarity and understanding. We pray for health and wellness, not only for him, but for his family and his household. There are so many changes that are going on in his life with him directly and with those around him, and it can cause confusion. It can cause strife, but we pray that he just stays rooted in you, Father, that he may sway a little bit, but he won't. He may sway. He may even bend, but he won't break. Mm. Mm. Father, we just pray for, we pray for and we thank you for the abundance that is going to occur in this man's life because he has been obedient for so long. He has stumbled, but he has righted his path, righted his steps, rather. He does ask, Father. We say we, you know, you say you have not because you ask not. And he does ask, and we know that he is going to receive. We pray for his continued faith. Father, we pray for, we pray for love, that he always feels your love, that he always has love in his life whether he accepts it or not. Mm. We pray for Mm. the love of his child and the love of his parents. Father, we thank you for this man of God. 
And we thank you, Father, for your love, for your mercy, and for your grace. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. 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 Hmm. All right. Yes. Yes, indeed. Yes, indeed. Yes, indeed. Yes, indeed. Hmm. There is a purpose for everything under the sun, and there is a season for everything under the sun. And I just think about how many times things have occurred on this line, how many times there's been movement, how many times people have received that which they needed to receive in that moment, how lives have been changed, people have been strengthened, revelations have occurred, voids have been filled, all of those things. I think about how if it it were not for this call and the obedience and the long-suffering and the steadfastness of Minister Farley, just about, I wonder how much of that, I'm sure it would occur anyway if it's in God's plan, you know, but I just can't, I just can't dismiss um, the fantastic things that I have, because I'm thinking about just today with the occurrence with um, Arthur's principle, you know, just think, just think if Arthur hadn't been on the line today. You know, he was running late. What if he said, I'm running late, I don't have time to call in? Or if we hadn't been obedient and been on the line at all, if it hadn't happened, if we had let something get in the way. Now, who knows, because of Arthur's obedience and the pastor at the school, who knows how much that strengthened. You see, the man was hurting. He broke down. I wonder how much that will change him to know that there's people on his staff who have his back who are godly people who are willing to go in and take the risk to pray for him, even though politically correct, you know, on paper it may not have been because of their positioning, because he's their boss, because their school, whatever the case may be, but that he allowed it. Who knows what may happen as an outcome of all of that. So I'm just saying that to say yes again that there is a reason and a season for everything under the sun. Know that when you are doing things that are in accordance with the word of God, that it is not in vain and is not for naught. Be steadfast. Let patience have its perfect turn. Keep the faith. Be unwavering. Because great things will will happen, the outcome will be outstanding. That's what I, that's it. That's what I just felt led to say in that moment. I'm done. Oh, no, I'm not done because I'm leaving the call. Um, Any more prayer requests? (laughs) I'm done. I can't, I can't be done. Are there any more prayer requests? Prayer requests. Prayer requests? Okay. All right, anybody want to pray for me, then we can mosey on. Is that Lisa Lisa asking for prayer? Yes, sir. Oh, okay. 
Lord God, we just thank you, Lord God, for this woman of God, Lord God, for her faithfulness, for her obedience, Lord God. We thank you for the spirit, Lord God, that you have placed within her. Lord, we ask you to be on her heads of protection all around her, Lord God. Everything that she do, Lord God, let it bring forth good fruit, Lord God. You know the desire for her heart. You know where she is. And, Father God, we're just thanking you because you're able to meet us where we are. Even mm-hmm. if we're in the muck and the mire clay, Lord God, you're able to lift us up, Lord God. For you are the strong foundation. With our faith and trust, it's believing. We ask you, Lord God, to open up the window for heaven. Bless her, cover her, protect her, and keep her. Bless her household, bless her seed, bless everything she does. Bless her ministry, Lord God. Bless her lips and her tongue, Lord God, so that she continues to do the work that so says you. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. Yes, thank amen. you, thank you, thank you, thank you, amen. Thank you. Thank you. All right. All right, young young and young people. You see how I'm breathing <laughs> that young life over y'all? Young folks. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Does anyone else have uh have anything else? Any prayer requests? I'm gonna pray for anybody you. else. Sir? I wanna pray I wanna pray for you. Oh, okay. You ready? Yes, sir. Steps away you are from what God is calling you to do. Steps away you are from walking in the fullness of what he's calling you to do. Continue to press your way. It's going to get a little bit more difficult. There are three times that the enemy attacks you fiercely. Before you begin a great journey, right before you're about to have your breakthrough, and then after that. You're at the cusp of having your breakthrough. He's about to attack you, so you stand firm in what God has called you to do. You stand firm in the revelation, the knowledge, the skill, and relationships that have been established that encourage and strengthen you. You stand firm and you walk, soldier. You walk. There you are commissioned. You are called to walk. You turn not back. You press. You march. You trust God. It will cause you to go through things. It will pull things out. You're going to go through the draws and the silver. In other words, you're, you're, you're that fine gold or that silver that's in that cauldron, and that, and that burning is going to pull the impurities out of you. That's part of the process. You don't deter from off the path that the Lord has called you to walk on. You trust and believe and let God be God. Let him handle the stuff. Let him manage and maneuver and do the do, shout out God. Even now, he's moving and sending angels on assignment from the throne. Even now, he's calling things in so that you can begin to walk in the manifestation of the blessings that he's called you to do. You allow God to be God. You pull not back, but you push forward. And let his anointing come through your life. Oh, Jesus, to just continue to fill her up with your presence and your love and your grace and mercy. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. Amen, 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 amen. Thank you, amen. Thank you both. Yes, yes. I needed that. Thank you. I needed that from both of you. Thank you. 
Right now, Lisa, before you do anything, I just want you to take a moment and just let the Spirit of God descend and fill you. Right now, you need to experience God. Just take a moment and just let him do what he's trying to do. Yeah. You know, yeah. Because what he's saying to me in this moment is intent and purpose and movement. Finding peace, taking time to be quiet and still. Acknowledgement of the things that need to be acknowledged, not being afraid to acknowledge things that need to be, things that need to be acknowledged. It's okay to say I'm not quite sure. It's okay to say I'm just a little bit unsure about whatever. It's okay you're not perfect. Nobody's expecting you to be. It's okay. It's real. It's real. Your support is real. People are real. It's okay. Just move. Move with intent and purpose. No more busyness. Intent and purpose. Days of the busyness are gone. This is huge. But I got you. Because I sent angels in human form. Angels seen. Angels unseen. 
say I posted. Continue to have unwavering faith. Unwavering faith. It's the first time that I've walked in this kind of faith before. It's the first time that I never had something, a ram in the bush, so to speak. It's the first time that I have wholly committed to anything besides going to school, which is what I've always been good at. It's the first time that I I really have faith in anything or anybody. But he's telling me that that it's okay. Just walk in it. Because everything has led up until right now. He's telling me that, wow, 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 wow. That all the times that I thought that my heart was not working properly, that I thought there was something wrong with me because of the things that I had experienced, that I thought that I was broken, that somehow, no. That was never the case. That was never the case. I wasn't positioned properly for me to see myself the way that he sees me. I wasn't positioned properly. Position comes before success. You have to be in a position to receive the blessing. But it all leads up to this. No superficialness, only what's real and genuine. Now the world sees me and who I really am. And that is what they are being drawn to. When I say I don't understand, I don't understand what is going on. What do these people? Why are they so quick to? Why are they so quick to trust me? Why are they so quick to back me up? Because the world, because he has, he's cleaning up. He's spring cleaning and he's cleaning house. He got me here. He pulled me away and he got me here so that he could start to renovate and remodel so that he could tear it down and resurrect. And make me into what it is that he has had for me to be all along. But he had to allow the experience 
experiences, the heartache, the pain, the insanity, all of that crazy stuff. He had to he had to allow all of that to happen so that I could still be here for this point. So that I can honestly say that I've been through the fire, the storm, the rain, the trials and the tribulations and that my God is real and that he is the one who has brought me through all of that intact, in one piece and still in a position to be placed for a blessing so that I can testify and tell others that no matter what, even when the the wolves try to eat you alive, that God will protect you. He will protect your mind. He will protect your heart. He will protect your spirit. Just have unwavering faith. And when you are not at the point where you have unwavering faith, when you don't even realize that faith is what you need and you don't even realize that the situations and the circumstances that you are going through and you don't even realize that that's what he is doing in you, he will still do it anyway. Even when you leave him, he won't leave you because he sees the big picture even when you don't. He knows what needs to happen. He knows. you. We are just so finite. We don't see it. All we see is what's on the surface, but he sees what is so far beneath spiritualness, what is in the spirit realm, that which we don't even know exists until a certain point. He's still keeping, still covering. Still blessing, still protecting, all the way up until the time when he knows that you are ready for the revelation, that you are ready for him to show you all that which he wants to show you. When he knows that the preparation has led up to the point when you are ready to receive what he has for you, and when 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 you are ready to receive the revelation of your purpose, your assignment, and your destiny. Be not afraid. Be not afraid. I am with you. My rod and my staff. They will comfort you. Even though you feel like you are walking through the valley of the shadow of death, you will fear no evil. Lo, I am with you always, even to the end of the earth. I'll be talking to it now. It's time to walk, my daughter. You have done well. You did it. You've never been understood because it wasn't meant for people to understand 
you've always been different because I had a different work for you to do. You are a peculiar creature, set apart. Now it's time for you to walk. There are people who are counting on you. There are people who you will lead. And it's time for you to take your rightful throne, your place in the kingdom as a queen to lead the people. Thousands of women will sit at your feet. The children will sit at your feet. Your genuineness, your love I have placed my heart inside of yours. It is time to move. The world needs you. It's time to move. Unwavering faith. Know that the angels are posted. It's time to move. Amen. Y'all can take over. I'm done. I think I'm done mm-hmm. for right now. I said you all can take over. I think I'm done for right now. Well, Sam had to leave the call. Okay. Um, so if you want, I can close us out in prayer. Yes, please. Okay. Father, all the praise and all the glory goes to you forever and ever. Father, we thank you for this day and for allowing us to be able to enjoy it. We just we thank you, Father, for waking us up on this side of the dirt this morning because there were people who did not have that blessing. Father, we thank you for this call. We thank you for those that called in and for those that wanted to call in but were unavailable for whatever reason. 
Father, we pray that they have a blessed day. We pray that they continue to know your love and to walk the way that you want them to walk. Father, we pray that that we all touch someone at least once a day, whether we realize it or not. It may be that we just smiled at someone or said hello to a stranger because we never know that we could have been the only person that spoke to them that entire day. So many people feel invisible. So to just say hello, it doesn't cost anything, and it can have a major impact. So, Father, I pray that we are impactful in people's lives on a daily basis. Father, I just I pray that we that we always keep your word within us and that although we're not perfect, that we we make an effort to do right, to 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 do what's in our heart. Father, we know that we should ask you before we do things, but we don't always follow that. But you know what's in our hearts, Father, so I pray that our heart is pure, that we that our intentions are genuine. And so although it may not be of God because you didn't tell us to do it, but that it was still good because our intentions were good. Father Lisa mentioned earlier about hmm, people who who don't appreciate us, and yet we still we still do for them. We still love them because if your if your love is genuine, you can't help who you love, and you don't stop loving someone because they don't want you. And you just have to know that what's in your heart is pure. Hmm. That person may never appreciate the love that you feel for them. But it doesn't make it wrong that you feel it. So, Father, I thank you for the capacity to love. Because not everyone gets that. Not everyone understands that. Not everyone appreciates that. And to be able to love someone, especially when they do not return that love, is powerful. It's easy to love someone who loves you back. But it's a challenge to love someone who doesn't. And to be able to do that is powerful, and we should recognize that. It's not a bad thing. And I thank you, Father, for that ability. I thank you, Father, for the things that we learn on this line 
for how we touch one another, for how we can come to this call to be fed, mm-hmm. to, to rant, and to rave, to celebrate. Most of us don't even know each other. Some of us wouldn't know each other if we bumped into each other in the street. But on this call, we're family. Mm. Thank you for mm. that, Father. Mm. Thank you, Father. Some of us, we share, we share things on this call that we don't even share with family, that we do not share with our closest friends. But the mm. people on this call know that's family. Family isn't just about blood. It's about love. It's about it's yes. about comfort. Yes. It's yes. about you, Father. Mm. I, I I don't even want to think where we would be without this call. Bless God. Amen. Thank you, Father, for, for using your son, Sam, to create oh, this call, the plant yes. is seed, which is growing such a strong tree. Yes, God. A strong tree. Thank you, Father, for continuing to fertilize it and to water it. It will shade many. Yes. It will shade many. Yes. So, Father, as we end this call today, We just give you all the glory and all the praise, thanking you for touching us, Mm. for loving us, for directing us. We cannot, could not, will not do it without you, Father. Mm. In Jesus' name Mm. I pray. Amen. Amen. Okay, I didn't know I was going to say all that when I started praying, but uh, that's an amazing thing when uh, when you submit and yield. Hmm. Well, 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 well. On that note, okay. On that note, um, you have a good day, my dear sister friend. You too, and to I anyone else that is on the call. Yes. And uh, be blessed until we talk again. All righty, then. Everyone have a blessed day. Bye-bye. Okay. Bye-bye.
With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.